The following is another Classic Kids Sports presentation. Classic Kids 98.9 Sports presents high school football. Bearcats up 10-0, looking for the final nail here. Third down and three, long count. Coster takes the snap. Studi busts it outside. He's going to walk in untouched. The second touchdown of the night for Matt Studi to put this one away. Tonight, it's a Class A district battle in the Metro as the Kearney Bearcats head east to tangle with the Millard North Mustangs. High School Football on KKPR is brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. Coster under center. Rolls to his right. Pressure from the backside. Throws it off the back foot. He's got Stalbert down the middle. It's under throw, but he makes a great catch at the 37-yard line. He came back to haul that football in. Great job by Isaiah Stalbert. Miller North is off to an unusual 2-3 and three start, but all three losses are to teams in the top six in the Class A rankings. They'll face another top 10 team tonight in the undefeated Kearney High, who begins a four-game stretch against teams in the Metro. It's the Mustangs and Bearcats coming up next, but first a new Tech Seed pregame show. We'll take you live to Buell Stadium in Millard with KKPR Sports Director Doug Duda right after this word with New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terrier Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. And good evening, everyone, from beautiful Buell Stadium here in Millard. It is Thursday night football high school style on Classic Hits 98.9 and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. With our producer-engineer back at studios, Grace Clark, I'm Doug Duda, Monty Kratzenstein, who's coached a few games down here in the Metro and, of course, has played a few games in his day, uh, going to join me tonight uh, to call this football game between the Carney Bearcats and the Mustangs of Millard North and Fred Petito, uh, the legend of Millard North. And Monty, uh, Millard North not used, as we said in the opening, they're not used to being two and three at this point of the season. But one of the reasons they're two and three, the three teams they've lost to are all ranked in the top six. And Carney is number seven right now, according to the Omaha World Herald this week. They're young on defense, but I would probably think in talking with Coach Petito, you don't want to be young anymore. You're halfway through the season. You're playing big boy Class A Metro football. But they have had some problems more with the defense than uh, than with that option offense. If you can stop that offense, if you can get through that line, you're going to shut down Miller North. Not very many teams have been able to do that over the last 20 years. You know, it's a strange feeling here, Doug, being here. This is I, I did a lot of coaching on this field, watched a lot of games. Seems like whenever this was our home field at Millard West, whenever we played, we had trouble stopping the kid by the name of Eric Crouch. It seemed like he was pretty good, and Judd Davies was pretty good too. But it's really unusual to, to see a team like Millard North coming in with that 2-3 record. One thing about the Millard schools typically is this. They are always going to play some of the best opponents early. Um, but I've never seen a Millard North team that, that probably is what you would say more vulnerable to a Kearney High team than, than this has ever been. Um, usually you think of coming in here to this stadium and, and seeing those big players from Miller North and seeing that speed that they have, and you think, yeah, we're going to have to play really well to be in the game. I think we're going to have ourselves a good one tonight, Doug. Carney High has always been competitive against top 10, top 5 teams and and took North uh, to the wire here a couple of years ago in the playoffs. It was a 1-16 matchup and Carney uh, took him right down into the fourth quarter and Millard North's talent uh, and depth eventually wore wore them out. For Carney, uh, they were tested a couple of times early. Grand Island, of course, a top 10 team. Their offense didn't perform all that well against Lincoln East and their defense really won that football game. And then on 
honestly, North Platte, Lincoln, Northeast, and even though Fremont was 3-1, and one, you can say, well, their three wins maybe for Fremont came across some weak teams where Miller North's three losses. There are so many people that say, you know, you just can't come to the Metro and win. We know how hard it is for a Metro team to come out to Foster Field and win, and Carney has a golden opportunity tonight. There's a lot of people now that think Carney can go 9-0, especially after Coach McLean from Fremont last week says he believes Kearney was a better team than Omaha Creighton Prep, who they've both played, and Kearney will play Creighton Prep in two weeks, week eight, back in Kearney. The old adage of one game at a time holds true, but I, I think you're right. When you looked at the schedule preseason, you thought that Miller North, Creighton Prep were going to be probable losses at that point. At this point, the way the season has progressed, that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. As I said, Miller North looks a little bit vulnerable here. Uh, we'll see what happens as the game progresses, and then, of course, Creighton Prep. Uh, it's still Creighton Prep, but they are not a, the, the speedy Creighton Prep, and I think they will match up well. And, of course, Carney gets those guys out at Foster Field. So, uh, but, but enough about a week or two ahead of time. Tonight is a beautiful night for football, and I really think uh, I, I'm excited to see this game and see this matchup between uh, two traditional powers. It's not the only game going on. Gibbon Sandy Creek playing tonight, Central City Twin River. Franklin is playing Kennesaw. Ansley Litchfield's playing Creek Valley. There's another couple of big ones here in Omaha tonight that we'll talk about at the broadcast uh, progresses, but it is a perfect night for football, and you'll hear it all right here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming is brought to you by Barney Insurance, Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. It's all there at PlatteRiverPreps.com. When we come back, we'll hear from the head coaches, Fred Petito of Millard North and Brandon Cool of Carney here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Back on the New Tech Seed pregame show here on ESPN Radio to start our football week at Buell Stadium as Millard North welcoming in the Kearney Bearcats for what could be a pivotal game here in Class A. And we're pleased to chat with the legend of the Mustangs, Fred Petito. And, Coach, always great chatting with you. And uh, I know that you are probably very eager to see where your football team is. It's been kind of highs and lows so far this year. Uh, for the folks out here in Kearney, tell us what you think of your team through five games. Well, we've made some progression. There's no question about that. We're, and we started this year with really, we're really young. And experience, and uh, you know, getting away your game experience is playing games. So we've we've seen this grow. We will get more detailed, okay. And uh, so we're doing the fundamental things. We're doing a little faster. So it's uh, it, it's it's been a good progression for us. That is definitely the word we've heard all year long is about how young your football team is. How does that affect the way you block up front, or your experienced quarterback or experienced running back handles that offensive line? Well, up front offensively is where we've, we're, we're pretty solid. We were solid from game one. Um, they're getting better and better. They're extremely strong and aggressive. They move well. Uh, and so they're doing things extremely, and we got to go through them. We have controlled the clock and to our advantage, and uh, you know, we've we got we to keep that up. They're very physical kids. Defensively, you've always been very good. Obviously, that's probably where some of this youth showed up the first three weeks of the season. How much better do you think you've gotten defensively the last couple of weeks? Well, we have since about the second half. of you know, We've had our spurts, and then yeah, we've given up some you know, you big, big plays. you got guys in the wrong spots. And uh, so 
you know, we were more gap sound. Uh, we're not trying to, we're not just going out and chasing the ball. Okay. We're, you know, we're, we're doing our jobs a little bit better. And again, that took some time. And, uh, and then they had to learn. I think that, I don't, you know, young kids, you can tell them and tell them until they experience just how hard you have to play and how well you have to prepare. They don't understand that until game time. So it's a learned experience for them. We've, we've come away. Fred Petito is the head coach at Millard North. Even after all these years, there's still a lot of coaching to do, isn't there, Fred? Oh, without a <laughs> doubt. Okay, yeah, you, you know, you project, you project. But, uh, you know, when them bright lights go on, okay, you, you know, when, when, it, when all heck breaks loose, better don't let, don't let things get in your head, okay, calm yourself down. But that, that's, just, that's just part of coaching. Coach, uh, as many of the fans know and anybody that's watched you play or played against you, you don't have to change it much. Uh, you just plug in the new kids, run kind of the same system. Have you had to do any tweaking because of the youth of this team or the inexperience of this team? Well, you know, we, we have to keep well offensively. Uh, we know where our strengths are. Defensively, we're getting to know our kids a little bit better so we can tailor things more to them, not ask as much or – Maybe a little different, you know, a little, little, just a little different off the scheme. The base stays the same, but again, you do tailor to your uh, ability. Of course, Miller North has their starting quarterback back. They have an outstanding plus thousand yard rusher back in Noah Mick. Tell us a little bit about how they've uh, handled the first half of the season for you. Well, you know, Cade's quarterback is, like I said, he's playing as well as, you know, we expected. You know, and there are high expectations for a quarterback at this place, and he is not at all disappointed anybody. He's a he's one tough dude, man, and uh, he makes great decisions, gets the ball distributed, and uh, really a threat in the run too. So we like that. And Noah, Noah, just a, he's a heck of a back, just a natural player, but is getting more disciplined as it comes along. So everything goes through the midline with us. Everybody knows that. And it's who can execute. Coach, what about special teams? That's always seemed to play a part in, in most close games, but the, this Kearney-Millard-North rivalry always has seemed to have one of the teams make a big special teams play. How do you like where you're at there? Well, you know, our kicker, Thomas Kopcho, he, uh, he's got a real you know live leg, whether it be field goals. He does all our kicking, punting, and he is a weapon. And, uh, you know, we, we've uh, our cover teams, are good. we work hard at that phase of the game. And so... Uh, you know that's all. That's always part of it. If you can go ahead and gain an edge and you know win that part of the game, then uh, gives you a better chance. Last minute here with Fred Petito of Millard North. Uh, give me your impressions on what you've seen from Carney High. They're probably a little bit different team than what many fans thought they'd be at the beginning of the season. What do you see from the Bearcats? Well, I just see you know, really, as usual, a very fundamentally sound team. Coach does a great job of. of getting of tailoring it to his his personality and his kids' personality, and uh, you know they give you some power, they give you some spread. You know defensively, they're gonna they're gonna go play their system. They're not gonna go junk up. They're gonna, and that's why they're successful year in and year out. They have a system they believe in. It's taught, it's taught year in and year out. And uh, so you know it's a it's just a good solid team. Coach, I'll give you the full opportunity to give me coach speak here, but considering where you're at right now important game tonight to maybe try and get your uh, season towards that playoffs where you guys are used to living. Uh, is that something that you've spoke to the kids about? Are they worried about that at all? Well, you know, it's, you know, I don't want to be so cliche, but, you know, we, we've, this is an under-district game, and, uh, 
it's important to that place because you know we do we we do look towards the end. Our goals is to make the playoffs and then make make your run. District game, important game. Sure, it's both the next game, and we're just going to go ahead and uh, we prepared for them just like we did all of our other opponents. Okay, all we're doing is we're being more proficient in our preparation because we're you know like I said we're getting there. You know, it's not as quick as coaches want to get there, but you know you better have some patience. Well, Coach, it's always a pleasure chatting with you. We appreciate you giving us some time today on the pregame show, and the best of luck throughout the rest of the season. Hey, well, thanks a lot for the call. That's Fred Petito, head coach at Millard North. We'll talk with Brandon Cool of Carney High right after this on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how family physical therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. It's never too late for Endzone to increase your nitrogen efficiency this year. Endzone is designed to manage your nitrogen no matter what time you decide to apply your fertilizer. With Endzone's wide application window, you can even add Endzone at side dress time. Anytime you're going to apply nitrogen to your crops, you need to add Endzone. Talk to your local fertilizer and chemical dealer. Ask them to add Endzone to your fertilizer. If they don't handle Endzone Synergizer NutriPack, visit MidNebraska Chemicals at www.mncag.com. Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show, Thursday night football here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. And going to be a tester tonight for Kearney High as they take on Millard North. District play continues, back-to-back road games, all kinds of uh, intrigue and questions. And that's why Coach Brandon Cool has given us some time here to talk about his 5-0 football team. And, Coach, uh, congratulations. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since we chatted, but, boy, uh, the kids just continue to go out after the rain delay that didn't seem to bother them. Uh, you get a, you get the job done in Fremont last week. Uh, how would you how would you say things have looked for your team the last two weeks? Well, we're tickled to death where we're sitting at right now, and it's a credit to our senior leadership and the work ethic that these guys put in to uh, prepare week in, week out. Um, I think as you analyze our football team, as I said at the beginning of the season, we have a little bit of an inexperienced group, so we just need to get some uh, game experience, experience underneath their belt, and rightfully so. We've done a great job here on getting guys hopefully in the right spot the first five games, and now we're going to get into the teeth of our districts here the next couple, two or three weeks. Coach, uh, is the offense different than you envisioned it in the offseason? There was so much on Cannon Coster being your quarterback. We know that you lost a lot of your wide receivers, but you also lost basically, we talked about it in the preseason, all of the running backs that had any of experience. And now you seem to be running the ball a lot more efficiently, and you haven't thrown the ball very much. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Um, as you analyze us from an offensive perspective, uh, we lost uh, two deep across our front line also. Uh, with the exception of Lee Harrington, who starts for us at, at right tackle. And so we just had to kind of find a, a, find a way to uh, uh, be pretty simple, especially the first two or three weeks. And then as the uh, games have gone by, we keep adding a little bit to our package more and more. Um, you know, we've been able to run the ball on a successful basis here the last two weeks. And I think that's a credit to the guys up front on making some big holes. And then you, you got Will Jorgensen in the backfield that's done a great job of kicking out some defensive ends or running – running outside on some pitch plays. 
Um, he's doing a great job of sealing it, and our receiver's doing a good job of blocking down the field. And when that's the case, you got Matt Studian and Miko Mazner who've been tremendous surprises for us. We knew they were athletic enough. They've been JV and freshman guys here the last couple of years. And uh, you throw those guys in there that have a good uh, vision and good foot speed, especially with Miko in there, uh, that's really made our offense kind of click. Yeah, let's just kind of take that another step here. Uh, you have been more diverse now with more kids uh, coming in there. Uh, how much has that helped? Why was that a big part of uh, Was it a change you made, or was it just these kids were good enough, you needed to split some time? No, we, we, we're always going to rotate that I-back spot. Uh, like the last couple of years, we've always had two or three running backs running there. And this year's no exception because most of those guys always have to play uh, on the defensive side of the ball. If you're playing running back fours, you're probably a pretty good athlete. You're probably playing some sort of inside linebacker or defensive end or, or secondary guy on our defensive side of the ball. So we got to get those guys off the field and give them a little bit of a breather. Um, and then we knew, uh, you know, as Miko's coming up through the ranks, we knew he had good foot speed, and he came in as a quarterback the first couple weeks of our uh, of our football season. And, and as we looked at the, our depth at the eye back spot, we just kind of made a decision that uh, Miko's too good of an athlete to be sitting him on the sideline. So we kind of evolved with him at the running back spot with with Cannon playing the quarterback position, and it's really worked out well for us. He's really picked it up in a hurry, and it's pretty easy just to hand the ball off to him, and he can kind of outrun some guys once in a while, which is a huge benefit for us. And as usual, as I said, uh, all uh, my entire career, speed makes a big difference in the game of athletics, not just necessarily football, but all sports. And when you have good foot speed like Miko does, we got to get him some reps at the high back spot. Brandon Cool, Carney Bearcat coach, joining us here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Uh, I know the way you like to keep it fairly close to the vest when it comes to comments and, and talking to the media, but when Seth McLean, the Fremont coach, says Carney's better than Creighton Prep, and everybody reads it and everybody hears it, uh, how do you rein that back with your kids, and do you take it as a compliment? Well, we sure take it as a compliment, but we played extremely well at Fremont. We had the ball rolling, and it's one of those things where we gave them a lot of different looks uh, from the offensive perspective and ran a little bit of a quick tempo. And I think it probably caught Fremont a little bit off guard. They probably weren't near, near as prepared for it as, as, uh, as since we haven't ran the, that type of package uh, all year long. And once we got the ball rolling, we hit some big plays in there. We had some good foot speed. Uh, we made some great reads. Uh, we made some great cuts, especially with our two running backs, when we were able to get to the end zone. But vice versa, that goes back to our defense playing extremely well, with the exception of the first uh, possession last week. That uh, you know, I would I would say that uh, you know the Fremont coach has has a right to say that as they played, as he's played both uh, Creighton Prep and us. And so from top to bottom, uh, we played extremely well for four quarters of football, and then our young kids came in and played really well in the fourth quarter there. So um, yeah, we'll take that comment as a as a compliment, and rightfully so. I think our kids deserve that. But no doubt about it, they're going to have to come out and they're going to have to prove that they can play against the big boys like Creighton Prep and obviously Miller North this week. Brandon, what about Miller North? Uh, they're not usually a two and three ball club, although still a very good football team. What has given them troubles? Well, as you analyze them, two and three, remember they've gotten beat by number three, number four, and number five ranked teams in the state of Nebraska with Creighton Prep and and uh, Omaha North and Miller West. I mean, those 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 three teams right there, the Cats Meow of Class A. Uh, and so, from 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 our perspective, as we analyze those guys, that they're they're pretty young. They they had a veteran crew a year ago, though they still have their fullback and quarterback back. That makes them a dangerous com- uh, uh, combination uh, for us. Um, they're they're just as good uh, as you watch them on film as they've had been in the in the past. Uh, obviously, their youth has uh, made some mistakes, and thus uh, some teams have been able to capitalize on that uh, 
uh, youthfulness uh, on both sides of the ball from, from Miller North. So uh, for us, we have more of an experienced group coming in, not necessarily game experience, but we have a veteran crew as, a, as we're mainly senior and, and junior oriented. And we're hoping that makes a big difference in, in Thursday night's game. Double wing, wing T, triple option, whatever you want to categorize Millard North's offense as. You've played them enough as a coaching staff that you know what gives uh, other teams trouble. So what are you concentrating on in this short week? No, you're exactly right. When you, you have to concentrate on the run game, there's no doubt about it. We've been the last five games, we've run against a lot of spread offenses that like to throw the ball 25, 30 times a game. And now we're going to go against a Miller North team that's going to that's going to throw it about three or four times, and they're going to run the ball uh, almost every play. Um, they're going to run that uh, option game. They're going to die with the fullback. If you can't stop the fullback, they're going to run him until the cows come home. And then they ball fake it to him and let the quarterback get to the perimeter. And then they ball fake uh, to the fullback and then pitch it to the uh, running back coming back around. So uh, it's it's a uh, it's a lot of guys going into uh, one one spot and they always overload it one side or another and so we're going to have to have it strapped up our linebackers are going to have to plug extremely well uh, up inside and we're going to have to turn everything back inside of those guys on the perimeter guys and then not give up that big play we got to get it tackled when we have an opportunity to make an open field tackle we have to tackle extremely well uh, for us to survive this game and finally, uh, Brandon Cool with us here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. You alluded to it earlier in the interview. It's almost like this year there's three different sections to the regular season, the non-district. Then the two first district games were against the non-metro. You have four straight games against the metro. It's always believed or perceived that that's a different kind of football. What have you told the kids in practice about the final month of the season? Well, that's a great question, and our focus, we've been putting, uh, we put last week's game, that's on the road, and then obviously Miller North's game's on the road, so we've kind of packaged those last two games together for uh, for these, these away trips by the standpoint, we got to be ready to rock and roll after we travel for three hours um, to get off the bus and be ready to play, and the second thing that we talked about, specifically talking about Miller North, if you're going to survive in the Class A playoffs, you have to go through Buell Field sometime uh, during the playoff run. And so for us to gain that experience on getting on the bus, going to a great playoff-type atmosphere, and going down there and making sure we keep our wits about us and, and play extremely well, uh, those are the key things that allow us to put ourselves in a position to be successful in the district, but more importantly, get ourselves uh, lined up for playoffs here in about a month. All right, Coach, should be a good one. Always appreciate the chat. Best of luck against the Mustangs tonight. All right, thank you for your coverage. That's head coach of the Kearney High Bearcats, Brandon Cool. We'll be back to Buell to take a look at the starting lineups for tonight's game between Kearney High and Millard North right after this on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of railroad on first. On the bricks, downtown. Carney for a free estimate. Attention, TM Sporting Goods retail location in downtown Carney is closing its doors, giving you the opportunity to get some door busting specials on select in stock merchandise. Everything will be sold. Get to TM Sporting Goods now for the best selection before it's gone. Prices reduced. TM Sporting Goods retail store is closing on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Carney. TM Sporting Goods is a division of Protein Design. 
And welcome back to the new Tech Seed pregame show. Glad to have you here as we get ready to take a look at the starting lineup for tonight's game between the Carney High Bearcats and the Millard North Mustangs. Our injuries, well, pretty good. We don't have to uh, scratch anyone off the two deep, according to the coaches. Our injury report brought to you by our friends at Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. We'll look at the starting lineups right after this. Genetics first, trade second. With Aurora Cooperative, you can source genetics from the four major germplasms available in the U.S., allowing you to choose the best genetics possible for each and every acre. Aurora Cooperative agronomists have been very active in the field, getting to know your hybrid choices this season, inside and out, so that they can be your trusted resource to help you make the right selections for your farm and your yields. To create the highest yielding story for your acres and take advantage of our unique early incentives, contact your local Aurora Cooperative agronomist today. Aurora Cooperative, putting owner's equity to work. Agriculture is a business where margins are everything, and profitability is determined by the weather, markets, regulations, politics, and everything in between. It's good to have a friend looking out for you. Buffalo County Farm Bureau has been that friend to farmers and ranchers, bringing them together to discuss challenges, identify solutions, and advocate on issues they've determined are critical to keeping current and future generations on the land. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau today and support Nebraska agriculture. Since 1902, Carrier has been inventing new ways to make people comfortable. And today, comfort can also mean efficiency. Because being more efficient with your home heating can mean spending less on it. And that's something everyone can get comfortable with. If you're ready for Carrier Comfort, now you can get cool cash rebates of up to $1,650 on a new system. Carrier, turn to the experts. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or Holdridge at 308-995-4481. Now let's take a look at the starting lineup brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. First off for the Mustangs of Miller North along the line, number 56, 5'11", 275-pound sophomore Jared Richards. Number 60, 6'1", 236-pound senior Jack Holtz. Number 65, a 6'2", 250-pound senior Dylan Dittman. Number 69, a 6'2", 260-pound senior Nick Morrison. At number 73, a 6'2", 230-pound junior Jackson Creek. At the end, number 42, 5'8", 155-pound sophomore in Noah Noel. The wide receiver, which they won't use a whole lot, as you heard from the coaches, Anwar Khan is number 5, 5'7", 165-pound senior. Then you slide down to the running backs. They go with that full house, wing back, uh, wishbone, whatever you want to call it. It's what Millard North and Coach Petito have done for years. The leading rusher uh, on the team is the quarterback, but as far as the backs, number 22 is a 6-190-pound senior Noah Mick. Number 9 is a 5-10-175-pound senior Spencer Weber. And number 6 is a 6-180-pound junior in Jacob Lasoli. The quarterback returning starter is rushing 138.5 yards a game, Cade Elwood. He'll wear number 7, the 6-185-pound senior. Head coach of the Mustangs is Fred Petito. They are 2-3. and three. Again, all three losses to top six teams. They are ranked 10th with that record in Class A. For Kearney High, the center is number 54, a 5'9", 242-pound senior, Daniel Lundy. At the guards, on the left side is number 57, a 5'10", 210-pound senior, Rowdy Melton. And on the right side, number 58, 6'3", 265-pound senior, Trevor Payne. At the tackles, on the left side, number 59, 5'10", 203-pound senior, Caden Lytle. And the right tackle, the All-Stater, number 75, Lee Harrington, 6'2", 290-pound senior. 
As far as the wideouts, at the X, number 7, 6'1", 196-pound senior Brett Obermiller. At the Y, number 88, 6'3", 224-pound senior Tyler Atchison. And at the Z, number 2, 6'1", 196-pound senior Isaiah Stahlberg. The halfback or H-back is number 14, Thad Huber, 5'11", 188-pound senior. The I-back is number 15, 5'10", 180-pound senior Matt Studi. And the quarterback, number 6, 6'3", 210-pound senior Cannon Coster. And, of course, you'll see a lot of Miko Mazner in the backfield as well. The sophomore has really stepped up his game here the last couple of weeks. Carney High comes in at 5-0, ranked 7th in Class A. Head coach, Brandon Cool, assisted by Brad Archer, Steve Cherry, Tim Christo, Mark Crone, Chad Carr, Pete Kropp, Greg Limbaugh, Dan Martin, Kyle Peters, and Darren Van Winkle. We read them all because no one is as important as Brad Archer. And that is the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. Doug Dudamani, Kratzenstein about ready to bring you high school football here tonight between the blue and white and the blue and white. Millard North, always with that tape around the helmets, and Kearney High, who's played well in Omaha, but coming down to get a win. And you've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. The Bearcats or the Mustangs will kick it off next. When DuPont Pioneer says they're with you from the word go, what does that mean? It means packing a ton of people power, along with unmatched service and support, into high-performance hybrids. Sure, Pioneer corn products feature high-performance trait packages, but it's your local team of professionals that helps place the right products in your field. Pioneer, with you from the word go. Your Ag Impact partners are Craig Weegis and Todd Travis. Well, it will be Millard North moving from left to right. Carney High will move from right to left as you listen along your radio dial. And, Monty, uh, you know, when you talk Millard North, you just talk about the quarterback. You talk about how dynamic the quarterback has to be in this option offense. What does Carney High do tonight against a, a, a returning kid that has a lot of experience and is actually their leading rusher? Well, the Elwood kid, you're right. you got to stop the quarterback. If Miller, whenever you play Miller North, but the first thing is you better stop the fullback. Their fullback is, is going to hammer at you. Their, full, their quarterback is going to hammer at you. And then you got to look out for the big plays. Number six, got a, got a speedy guy out there on the wide pitch. So you really have to play your position, play your responsibilities. Carney's going to get the ball first here, so we'll see if they can uh, get some field position, at least get a couple first downs to go back and forth and, and gain some field position. The Bearcats will drop Isaiah Stalbert and Miko Mazner back deep to get our football game underway. Thursday night football, a high pooch kick that will be taken at the 15-yard line by Mazner to the 20. Big hole, 25-30. Gets out to the 35, and he'll be upended there. And on the tackle for Millard North is going to be Jackson Grass. And Carney High, decent field position to start this football game. Last year, Carney High returned a kickoff for a touchdown against Miller North. That was a nice return, a little wedge return down the left hash mark. So first out in 10 for the Carney High Bearcats. What do you expect to see from them tonight offensively as their running game has continued to improve? It's also helped the passing percentage of Cannon Coster. They need balance, and, and Brandon Cool will run a lot of different formations. He'll try to get the hands and ball of a lot of different guys. You've got to be balanced against Miller North. They'll go shotgun to start the football game. Split Stalber to the right, twins to the left, run option to the right with Studi Coster keeps it. And he made the right decision, but a good feet open field tackle there by Andrew Bedner. After no gain, he'll get back to the line of scrimmage, second and ten. Straight out speed option. Cannon went to his right. Saw a hole. He might have ducked in, planned his foot, and maybe got three or four. We kind of uh, waited, and those fast linebackers from Neil North tackled him for one-yard loss, it looks like. 
So it'll be second down. Call it 10, 10 and a half. I, I always refer to whoever's under the scoreboard. I'll let them tell me the story. So they keep it at second and 10. We've got a stack to the right side, and they send Stalbert out wide left to the wide side of the field. Empty the backfield. Studi, they're looking for him out of the backfield. It's complete. If he breaks a tackle, it'll be big. 40, 45, and a horse collar or shirt tackle out of bounds. Of course, there's no horse collar, but the tackle was made by Chris Cavazos. Cavazos makes the tackle after a gain of seven. It'll be third down and three. Carney motioned no backs there. Studi in motion. This ran a little, little uh, pass pattern out in the flat. Cannon hit him right in the stride. Puts them in pretty good position here. They're on schedule with a third down and three. But big play here. The Carney High wants to get that first first down. They've got great field position at their own 44-yard line. Opening series of the football game. And they will bring the power back in and take Studi out. Three wide receivers. It's going to be quarterback following Jorgensen. He's got the first down across the 50 into Miller North Territory at the 49-yard line. A gain of seven and the first first down of the game for Cannon Coster. Flat out one back quarterback power game just lined up. That's a good sign if you, if you see on third and three that uh, Carney can run up the middle against Miller North for seven yards. And, of course, Will Jorgensen has been so big in what they've been doing offensively here. He's... He's, I don't want to say he's the MVP, but his name is on both sides of the ball so often. And uh, they kept him in and just followed Will. Now they're going to go with kind of an eye look, and they will put Coster under center. Basic pro eye look. Send motion from right to left to give twins. Back to pass Coster, looking right all the way. Stop route, Stalbert complete, and he'll step out of bounds at the 39-8 yard line. There was nobody else. He turned and didn't realize how close to the sidelines he was or he would have been gone. That is an 11-yard completion for a first down, though. Max protection, a little bit rollout by Cannon. Ball was right on time. Isaiah turned, caught the ball. One receiver pattern on that one. They were, they're going to keep their protection in. They don't want those linebackers and those uh, inside linemen to get too much pressure. And for Carney High, they have not been really successful on the deep ball. They thought they would be a little more successful early on. They've been more successful with the short passes. They've run uh, about four different formations so far. That's typical Brandon Cool early in the game. Coster fakes the handoff. Run to the right side. Big hole, 35-30. Down the right side, line 25. It'll be pushed out of bounds at the 22-yard line. A gain of 16. And Carney moving it on the ground. They used a couple of passes uh, or pass looks early on here to open it up. And Cannon Coster has three carries for 23 yards. Quarterback run game at its finest. Had a little run fake there in the quarterback counter to the right side. Really nice job by Lundy, Payne, Lytle in there, the inside. Uh, opened up a pretty big hole. Uh, Carney's on the move here. Carney's moved it from their own 36 to the 22-yard line of Miller North. Back to the I formation. They'll give it to Jorgensen, the fullback, and there is nowhere to go. He might have fallen forward for a half a yard. That was real good up front there by Miller North. Influence trap there. They, they pulled Rowdy Belton to the right side and then ran right behind where he was supposed to be. Miller North linebackers didn't take the bait and uh, stuffed that. We have a second down and nine. So the first time a running back has touched the football here. Give him a yard to the 21 as Monty sends. Second down and nine. If nothing else, this drive has done a great job. A 21-yard line of switching the field position and giving Carney offense confidence. Two wideouts and two men in the back out of the pistol. Looking left all the way, wanting to go to the end zone. He's looking for Stahlberg, but it's overthrown. Good coverage down there by T.J. White. And it was just over his head. Uh, he ran a deep slant, and uh, he was open. 
it just sailed over his head. You know, uh, it's pretty obvious to see that uh, there isn't a passing tree in this this offense against Miller North. There's a branch. So <laughs> so they're they're running one receiver patterns, two receiver patterns. Again, making sure that they keep Cannon Costa upright and giving them time to throw the football. Third down and nine. Expect to see Carney to go to the air again here. Uh, what, what? They would probably would not go for it on fourth down. They'd kick a field goal. Yeah, and watch for a little counteraction, maybe a little bootleg, a little bit of rollout pass here. See if they send Studi out of the backfield again, out of the I formation. Twins left, straight drop, back pass. The backs pick him up, go to the end zone for Stallbert. He's open, he's got it, touchdown, Carney. A 21-yard touchdown pass that was right on the money from Cannon Coster to Isaiah Stallbert of the Bearcats score on their opening drive of the game. Great protection, straight drop back, as you said. Cannon delivered on the money. Isaiah lined up in the two-receiver spot. He ran a little flag. The outside receiver just stayed there in the flat. That safety couldn't get over in time. Perfect timing, perfect throw, perfect catch. And the Bearcats, on their opening drive, score a touchdown. 64 yards, and now the extra point attempt for Gabe Hines. Bearcats have been pretty solid in this portion of the game, as usual, and he just pounds that one out to the street over there. <laughs> we might have a delayed game while we go get that football. My goodness, they're going to cut down a Christmas tree across the street over there. The kick is good by Hines, and Carney moves it right down the football field. Our first five points bank touchdown of the night, a 21-yard pass from Cannon Coster to Isaiah Stalbert. 9.08 to go first quarter. Bearcats 7, Millard North nothing. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. Summer is here. You know that. It's hot out. Now what are you going to do about it? There's no better way to cool off than on your very own boat from Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Kearney. No matter what you want to do, fish, ski, cruise, surf, wakeboard, Buzz's can match you up with the perfect boat. And with factory rebates along with easy financing, the perfect price. Already have a boat? Buzz's Pro Shop is bursting at the seams with fun new toys. Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer, 5th and Central Kearney. Or check them out online at Carney High has it teed up. They do probably not want to kick it to Lasoli, and Monty will tell you why in a minute. Maybe they can kick it far enough. It doesn't matter. It's into the end zone, and you cannot return that. Of course, we have to remind fans once in a while you cannot return it out of the end zone in high school, but Lasoli and, of course, Miller North got just flat athletes. Yeah, Gabe Hines has been a real weapon getting that ball in the end zone. You do not want Lasoli to touch the ball. He's a sub-11 flat track guy. He's the one guy that uh, is way faster than anybody that Carney has. Well, now the broadcaster's challenge, calling this uh, type of an offense for Millard North because you've got about four guys you've got to watch back there, and not just, only are they just say to, fullback <laughs> or say quarterback. They're trying to fake the they're trying to fake the defense, and we're with them as well. So they'll run that double wing, and the eye back or fullback is Noah Mick. They'll have one wide out. They've got the slot back to the right side here in Noel, and they're ready to go at the twenty. They'll send the right wing in motion, give it to the fullback, Mick. Mick is hit immediately, gets about a yard and a half between the 21 and the 22. We'll give him a gain of two. And they will run a tight end, and they'll run a strong side and a weak side, and they will run a guy in motion, so he turns into the the deep back. And, of course, they're going to fake the fullback probably 80% of the time. 80% of the time, it's going to be that same look, same action. They can run a toss sweep off it. They can run a fullback dive. The quarterback can keep the ball. Not real creative. Oftentimes tough to stop. 
if their personnel is like usual middle north personnel. Always want to get that first first down so you can see how your splits are doing here. And they'll hand it off Mick left side. And Mick, as they try to strip the ball, he'll fight for an extra yard to the 24, gain of two. It'll be third and six. Well done in there by defensive line holding their spot. Big old number 75, we'll call his name a lot, Lee Harrington, state champion, one of the best wrestlers in the country, held his ground, and uh, they didn't move him anywhere. So now we have the first big third down for this Carney High defense. Well, they've been able to hold him up a couple of times, and Novacek, along with Atchison, have been in there trying to strip that football, which is always dangerous. So now third down and six. That does not mean a passing down, but they will spread it out, move their wings, and it is a left-handed throw, but right away, knocked to the ground. Novacek came through on the blitz and drops Elwood. He didn't even have time to square his feet. Looked like the uh, running back might have went the wrong direction, the protection. Hunter Novacek out there on air came unencumbered to the quarterback. Elwood, who's left-handed quarterback, was looking for just a hitch out there. Uh, Hunter was in his face before he could do anything with it. Carney's going to get this ball back. How fast did they get to him? It was only a two-yard loss on the sack. That's all the farther, all the much time he had to drop back, and he was hit. Probably not the greatest spot, but uh, it is fourth down and eight. And a punting situation here for Miller. North Carney's up 7-0, scoring on their first drive. And Chopko is back there. Kopchode is back there to punt it away. He does all of their kicking. Here comes some pressure from the right side, and it's a high kick headed out of bounds, and it didn't quite head out of bounds, and now it's going to get a monster kick. Uh, Studi thought it was headed out of bounds like the rest of us, and that rolls about 20 yards down to the 25-yard line. That ends up being a 53-yard punt. Excellent directional kick. He went toward the right, away from Studi. Carney High only had one guy back, and if you go right, he got that bounce. Uh, took advantage of that. So now the long field again for Carney High, but uh, playing with house money right now, drove that uh, opening drive all the way down the field. So it uh, looks like we have a timeout on the field. And it looks like uh, maybe, now I don't know this for sure, but they do have television down here, a couple of their, couple of their uh, folks down here that do television, so maybe they've got a deal worked out with the OPS to uh, have timeouts for that. So let's take it with them. Our timeout is brought to you by our friends at ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. We're located where you need us, specializing in you. 7.03 to go, first quarter, Kearney 7, Millard North nothing. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. Well, Carney High getting ready to uh, run their second offensive set here, and Monty, uh, we've been talking about the run game. Well, it was Cannon Coster that ran the ball that first series, and then he also threw the ball. He was uh, 18-39. He was accountable for 62 of the yards that they uh, gained, all but one, which Will Jorgensen picked up. If, you, if you're a Carney fan, you have to like the diversity of that offense. A lot of different formations. Cannon uh, ran the ball, threw the ball, got ball out to his wide uh, wide receivers, got the ball to his running back out in the flat. A lot of diversity, a lot of balance, which is exactly what they want to do. We'll see if they continue to do that the second uh, second series or if Brandon maybe found just a couple things that he really likes. Well, they probably have to like quarterback power because it seemed like at the second two runs that Coster had uh, were big runs for him. 
and uh, motion is always big with Coach Cool. Absolutely. He's trying to outflank you and trying to outnumber you at the point of attack. Well, I think early on, Carney knew that they probably had to get outside uh, because of all the new kids up front. They didn't know if they were going to match up with some of the teams they play, but that maybe has changed a little bit here. And again, kind of a younger line for Miller North as we're ready to go. First and 10 at their own 25. Bearcats up 7 nothing. And there's the option pitch to the right side. Miko Mazer, all kinds of room. 30, gets to the sideline, 40, and he has just tripped up as he made the corner. And there's something else you don't see, Monty. Usually, I mean, Carney, with all due respect, but anybody that comes into the Metro usually doesn't have the advantage with the speed. And Cam Weemers made a touchdown-saving tackle at the 44-yard line, a gain of 19 for Miko Mazer. Hate to repeat myself here, but give credit to Brandon Cool totally for that formation. Uh, they're in man-to-man. They ran the receiver across the formation. Quick pitch out there. Nobody out and outside leverage for Miller North. Maybe Tim Big Christo game. a little bit. What's that? Maybe Tim Christo. Maybe. A little, a little Maybe. Bit. Just a little. Three wideouts, twins right, under center. Turn, hand it off to the eye back, and nowhere to go this time for Mazner. He's going to be wrapped up. Kind of tried to find a little room between uh, left guard, left tackle. It wasn't there, and by the time he bounced outside, he got knocked down behind the line of scrimmage. A loss of one. It'll be second down and 11. Inside power game uh, out of the out of the two backs wasn't very successful there. Now you're off schedule a little bit on second down and 11. Again, probably trying to get the ball outside in some form or fashion. And again, when Monty's talking on schedule, off schedule, you want to be second in six or seven. You want to be third in two or three, maybe even four, mm-hmm. and it's second and 11. Out of the eye, fake the handoff, in trouble, Coster, but he gets rid of it to Jorgensen, wide open in the flat, 50, first down, 45, and knocked out at the 44-yard line of Millard North, coming free. They hit Coster just as he threw the ball, but he held his ground, and Jorgensen was wide open. Millard North has decided they're going to play man-to-man against Carney's receivers. Will Jorgensen flipped, slipped out into the flat after a fake, and the linebacker didn't get out there with him, wide open on that right side. About a 14-yard gain, I believe it was, for Carney High. Six first downs already, and they're playing really well here in the first quarter. The Bearcats up 7 to nothing, 5.40 to go in the opening stanza, and their defense forced Millard North to punt three and out. So on first down and 10 at the Mustang 43, Coster straight back to pass. Looking for the wheel route to Mazner. Goes up and cannot quite haul it down. Pretty good defense out there by Millard North's Jadis Ellis. But it just seems like they are finding a lot of space out there. Everything has some space right now. You're used to Millard North or the Metro teams swarming around the ball. And you kind of mentioned what they're doing with pass coverage right now. But uh, Next time, that probably is going to work for Carney. Well, they, like I said, they're going man-to-man. Uh, they're going to rely on their linebackers to make tackles, rely on their defensive backs to cover man-to-man. Mika was out there one-on-one, had kind of an awkward angle. He's looking over his inside shoulder, even though he wasn't that far out yeah. to the outside, had to turn a little bit. Defensive player made a nice break on the ball, broke it up. Second down and 10. Out of the eye formation, the deep back this time is Maisner, and he is going to put his head down and get a couple. That was one of those where, again, they shot the right gap defensively there for uh, Miller North, and there was four guys there, and Mazner just put his head down and got what he could get. Old-school power eye or eye formation, pro-eye football right behind Will Jorgensen, his fullback. You can see how much the line, how much the linebackers from Miller North are now starting to attack. Watch their first step. If you're in the stadium or we're watching their first step and see how much they're attacking, leaves them a little susceptible to the play-action pass or, again, that running back out in the flat because they can't get out there when they take that first step forward. And Maisner, unless the offensive line opens up a big hole, that's not really the back they're going to use for power. 
that's uh, that, that's a play to set see. up. That's the play to set up another play. What that is, you have to still put pressure on that inside. Back under center, straight eye. Jorgensen, the fullback, back to pass. They pick up the blitzers again, going down the right sideline. A little contact, tough chance, and incomplete. Trying to get the ball to Brett Obermiller. Well covered, had some safety help over there that time because it was third and long. They played a little more on the pass. Yeah, Brandon, a little man free there. That, that free safety got himself over on that takeoff pattern over on the right side. Pretty well-thrown ball, kind of a 50-50 sort of ball. Well covered, good defensive play. And even though Carney is going to have to punt the ball, those few first downs they got, looks like they have an opportunity to pin Miller North down here on their end. Interesting call, too, because if they do pick up three or four yards, then maybe they do think about going for mm-hmm. it on fourth down. So ready to punt the football away. And um, it is a quick snap, fair catch to the 15-yard line. So it's just a pooch, and it's going to be uh, only a 27-yard punt, but it is inside the 20-yard line for Carney High punter Cannon Coster slash quarterback Coster. Didn't waste much time. One thing I've noticed here, just 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 in a matter of we got 4:30 left in the first quarter, is uh, some of the Metro coaches were correct when I talked to them. Miller North is not nearly as physical as they have been. You know, those of us that watched that game last year saw how physical their offensive line was. They could get three and a half, four yards whenever they wanted. So far, that hasn't been the case. I hope that bodes well for the rest of the game. And again, just because they're uh, young, some of that is by experience. They could have seniors that are never started before. And Kate Elwood, with his first carry on the option, is able to get across the 20 to the 22. And after going three and out, they get uh, a nice little chunk here on first down of seven. It'll be second down and three. Kate Elwood is a kid that's probably not going to bust a super long one. He's going to make not going to make a 10-yard gain into a 40-yard gain, but he is going to make a three-yard gain into a seven-yard gain. You saw his explosives there. He's very tough. And he was uh, basically a, a running back following his lead blocker there on that play. Second down and three. Again, they run that wing, but this time they'll go twins. They've got three wideouts, and the wing is to the left. They'll send him in motion from left to right. That's Lasoli. Fullback dive to Mick. He's got the first down, powering over the 25 to the 27-yard line. That's going to be a gain of five for Mick. And uh, Fred Petito and his coaching staff, it only took him three plays to analyze what they wanted to analyze, how Carney blocked, how his kids blocked. And uh, two plays on their second drive, they've got their first first down of the game. Those two plays were prototype Miller North plays, fullback dive and the, or quarterback follow, and then fullback dive. Uh, that's what they want to do to establish their running game. And again, they will send Lasoli in motion, and they'll fake the fullback dive. Elwood kind of jumps into the pile. He'll get three there, maybe four. They'll squish him out to the 31-yard line. He's not the biggest kid in the world, so when you got three guys on you, he slithers through for another yard or two, a gain of four. Elwood now three carries for nine yards. You're listening to Bearcat Football on KKPR-FM. Carney, Hastings, Grand Island, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Carney's up 7 to nothing, 3.15 to go in the first. Huber, Huber in there at linebacker, Josh Ray in there at linebacker. Puts a lot of pressure on those guys to make that initial tackle right in the hole. Back to the double wing, and Lasoli in motion. He's due to get it, and they'll pitch it to him to the right side, the short side. Ooh, helmet to helmet, and he is going to be thumped down right there by the Bearcats. Isaiah Stalberg, very impressed with a couple of games we've seen from him already this year. And uh, Lasoli, they want to get him on the edge and didn't get anything there. In I, fact, maybe lost a yard. Isaiah, probably the best-looking, best athlete on the football team, took on that lead blocker. He had a sophomore lead blocker out in front of him. Uh, Noah or, uh, Noel was the, the lead blocker. He threw him aside. Big physical hit. That was a nice play. Third, third down. Third and seven. Last time they went to pass, it didn't work out so well. Elwood with trips to the left. He'll give it to Mick. Mick is stacked up, fighting for extra yards, but he's going to get nothing. And right there to wrap him up immediately was Thad Huber. There's your line. There's your linebackers in that fullback dive. And how interesting is it? It's third down and six, and they're just running a fullback dive. 
Miller North does what Miller North does. Well, and again, with that pressure that got through the last time on a third and long, maybe they were hoping to run it, and they did run it right at the spot that uh, the sack came from with Novacek last time. We'll see if uh, Studi once again back in a, in a one-returner formation. Um, we'll see if uh, they try a directional punt. Looks like he set up about 39-yard line, so should be pretty decent field position for Carney. Thomas Capture with some pressure, and there's a beautiful high spiraling punt. Fair catch called for and made at around the 28-yard line. That was a great punt that time, 22-18. and 18. Let's give him 40 with no return. Davis Skiles with a nice rush from the outside there came free. Uh, kind of took a took a bad angle on that. Instead of going toward the guy's the punter's foot, he kind of went toward the punter. So we had to peel off late behind him. Uh, didn't seem to bother him a whole lot. Watch for him to try to if he changes his angle a little bit, he may be a little pressure on later in the game and, and block one of those. You know, Carney has looked good so far, leading seven to nothing. They've moved the ball on their first two drives. The 21-yard touchdown pass from Coster to Stalbert on third down is the game's only touchdown so far. First and 10 for the Bearcats. They'll go out of the shotgun this time. Send in motion Huber from right to left, giving him twins to the short side. Fake it to Studi. Quarterback run off the right side. And great job by Miller North to fight off the tackle or the block, excuse me. And Ben Chalupka comes in and makes the tackle of Coster at the line of scrimmage. Maybe even a yard back. We'll call a second and 11. There they went back, that quarterback counter game. And, and uh, as you mentioned, that defensive end there fought off the block, made a nice individual play. Nothing there. Now we're second and 11, and uh, as we, as you mentioned before, it's called off schedule. <laughs> One fifteen to go here in the first quarter. Thursday night football tomorrow here on Classic Hits. Shelton Axtell on ESPN 1460. Carney Catholic Mitchell. Maybe I should just go straight through. Is there a direct Don't, flight from Omaha to Mitchell? Just stop and get a bottle of water and Carney and keep going. Keep going. Second and 11. Hand off right side, and uh, the initial hole wasn't there. Then Carney clears it out for a gain of two. Thought maybe it was going to go to the second level for a moment. Will Jorgensen picks up short yardage, but trying to get his man blocked, Trevor Payne kind of got tied up in the pile there, and then the pile fell on him. Quick hitter to the fullback there. I think they were hoping that Miller North was going to guess outside, kind of split the linebackers. That didn't work. Gain of about three here. Now we're down to third down in, in about eight situation. Again, they ran some rollout. They ran that. They've converted two other third-down plays. This is their third one of the night. And they have been third and long, and they've went fairly deep on both of them. In motion for Carney High from left to right is Josh Ray. Twins that way. Now looking the other way one-on-one. Nice little pass out here for a first down to Stalbert at the 40. Breaks a tackle. One, 45, 50 down the left sideline. 40, 35, stiff arm, and they'll bring him down at the 25-yard line. The tackle is made by Howard Phillips. But Isaiah Stalberg with a huge gain on the play. Outstanding individual effort there by Stalberg. The pass was right on the money, perfect time, broke that tackle. And again, when they're in man-to-man, there isn't a whole lot of guys behind him. Broke that initial tackle down the sideline. Uh, on that play right there, he looked like the best athlete on the field. 45-yard pitch and catch, and that'll be the end of the first quarter of play at Buell Stadium in Omaha. It's Carney 7, Millard North nothing. We'll be back with more football after this on Classic Hits. Today, more and more people are insuring their homes with us through Auto Owners Insurance. I'm Dave Challey at Barney Insurance. We'll provide low-cost, quality protection, claim service second to none, and if you insure both your home and car through Auto Owners Insurance, you'll qualify for additional premium discounts. Stop by or give us a call at 237-2222. We're Barney Insurance. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney. 
Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. With our producer-engineer Grace Clark and Monty Kratzenstein, Doug Duda back with you here at Buell Field in Omaha, where Carney High leads it 7-0, and uh, they took that opening drive right down the field, 64 yards, a 21-yard touchdown pass from Coster to Stalbert. Their second drive was pretty good, but it stalled out, had to punt it, and now their third drive, we've just seen a 45-yard uh, completed pass. It was about 12 yards on the pass, and then Stalbert broke two tackles and made it down into Millard North Territory at the 25, and Millard North looked a little bit better on drive two than they did on drive one, Monty. You see on this, um, <laughs> during the quarter break, uh, Fred Patino being pretty animated to his team, also being pretty animated to the officials, of course, um, trying to get his team a little excited. You look at their sideline, you look at their players, um, and I, and I hard, hate to continue to beat this dead horse, but uh, that does not look like a Millard North uh, football team from an excitement, intensity level, a swagger, so to speak. And I'll tell you right now, Carney's got them on the run a little bit. Now's the time to take advantage of that. Well, their wild card points because of the teams they're playing are going to be high, but you don't want to leave it to chance on maybe four and five getting you into the playoffs, and nobody wants to draw Millard North in the playoffs. But uh, that's kind of what they're thinking right now. Millard South is the last game of the year. The next two games are definitely winnable for Millard North, so they could get on a little run if they do something here. The Millard North fans trying to get into the ball game here as Carney has it first and ten at the North 25-yard line, already up 7 to nothing, and Carney moved. And that's the first penalty of the ball game. Hadn't even thought about a penalty. Yep. Until then. Tight end over on the right-hand side. Looked like, uh, I don't know if that's Atchison maybe. Yeah, it looks like uh, Tyler Atchison uh, jumped a little bit early. It looks like it was going to be a quarterback keeper right behind him. Got a little anxious. Now we're first and down 15. So first down 15. Again, the weather here is pretty much perfect. Uh, they can't even get that flag to move. That won't be the case tomorrow. There'll be a little breeze going across the state of Nebraska. <laughs> Oh, really? You're going to Mitchell? I haven't heard that for yeah. the last five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to start out there. It might get to Omaha by Thursday of next your, week. Your, your chartered airplane, I'm sure, will get you there pretty quick. First and 15, four wideouts this time. Studi in the backfield. And a quarterback draw, Coster. Needs a block in 25-20. Stumbles 15-10. Five. Touchdown, Cannon. Coster, boy, they just tried to ankle tackle him, Monty. And he stepped through everything. A 30-yard touchdown run by Cannon Coster. That was the strength of Cannon Coster right there. Full-out quarterback draw, three steps back. Three guys had shots at him, but, again, it was arm tackle, and you're not going to bring Cannon down with an arm tackle. He doesn't look like the fastest kid in the world, but he's very powerful. Right up the middle, uh, nice run. That's a big play for Carney to take the lead here to see if Gabe Hines can tack on the extra point. Man, uh, 75 yards, and it just went right down the field. Uh, smooth. Big plays, two big plays, the 45-yard pass and the 30-yard run, and the extra point kick is on the way, and Good. So Gabe Hines knocks it through the first play of the second quarter. They were able to discuss it during the quarter break, and it's Carney High, 14, Millard North nothing. Our five points back touchdown brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank of Carney. A 30-yard run by Cannon Coster. We'll be back with the kickoff in a moment. The sinister cries haunted Mary through the night. Dawn neared, and still the voice tormented her. She ran towards the safety of her car, flung open the door. <laughs> 
and a coyote had somehow gotten locked inside. But the damaged interior was covered thanks to Farmers Insurance. Coyote Carpool, August 1st, 2015. Talk to a farmer's agent. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. This is Brandy with the Simonson Agency. Come see me today and see if you are getting the best value. Located in the strip mall west of Apple Market in Kearney. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. Doug Dudamani, Kratzenstein, back here on Classic Hits from Buell Stadium in Omaha. Bearcats up 14-0. Hines with the boot. Lasoli might have a chance here, and he grabs it on the run at the three. Then he dropped it. He's got to go back and get it. Can the Bearcats keep containment? And they do. They drag him down inside the three-yard line. His knee hit the ground, and he just dropped it. He was so anxious to get an opportunity to run that back and had to go back and get it. And now Millard North has to start at their own two-and-a-half-yard line. That was a classic example of a kid that was trying to just do a little bit too much. He had a chance to return the kick. He dropped it, uh, panicked just a little bit, and what the fast kid always wanted to do, tried to get to the outside. Great job by Carney staying in their lanes. Uh, drug him down. He gave, he gave up some ground, drug him down, and now just to score the first touchdown, Miller North's going to have to go 98 yards here. Big special teams play by Carney Bearcats. I think that might have been Ray down there that got him because I know the kicker, Hines, couldn't have been the first one down there. So First down and 10 for Miller North. Under center, they'll send the wing from right to left, and the fullback is going to take it. Noah lowers his shoulder and gets a nice run out to the 10-yard line. So a good run by Noah Mick. When you kind of knew that that's where it was going to go, Miller North blows the hole open. It's going to be a gain of seven. It'll be second down and three. Well-blocked play there on the left side of uh, Miller North's offense. Like you said, everybody probably in the stadium knew that's where they were going to go right off tackle with the fullback, but not much you could do about it. Now they're second down three. Well, Miller North had only 18 total yards of offense all on the ground in the first quarter of play. So second down and three, trying to get out of the shadow of their own end zone. And they'll send the right wing back in motion and give it to Mick again, and he's got nothing, runs right into the wall. About a half yard, we'll say it's third and two. Outstanding job in there. And by the way, I don't think you can make your living running against Lee Harrington right at the middle. I don't care who you are. Uh, at what level in high school, you aren't going to do that very well. So uh, he stuffed that, had some help from his linebackers who are really becoming more and more aggressive on that inside line play. Third down one, big offensive play here for Miller North. They don't want to give the ball back to Carney's offense. No, not this quickly. Chris Cavazos splits out wide to the right. Everybody else in tight trying to go quick. They will give it to Mick off the left side, and it's going to be close. I think he might have it by about a foot if that outside spot is correct. Yep. Yeah, I think he's going to have the first down. So again, of a couple there for Noah Mick. And the second first down of the ball game for Millard North. Kind of a, as you just said, Monty, crucial for two reasons. They didn't want to have to punt from inside their 10 or maybe punting from their goal line. And they need a little something here down 14 to nothing. Bearcats up with 10-10 to go in the second. If you're Carney's defense, that's not so bad. You just don't want to give up the big play right now. So on first down and 10, they fake the inside trap, and Elwood, the quarterback, is going to keep it across the 20, out to the 24, might have enough for another first down. 
squaring him up to make the tackle that time for the Bearcats was Davis Skiles, and it is a gain of 10 for Elwood. First time we've seen the counter option from Miller North. They faked the dive to the right side, and then the quarterback and the running back came out and ran the option to the left side. Uh, our right side linebacker, I couldn't tell which one it is. Uh, Jorgensen's in there, uh, linebacker, but our linebackers went with the counter fake, and he had an open alley and got 10 yards. So first down and 10. They will send the right wing in motion again. Elwood's going to keep it to the right side, has a hole, gets to the 30, out to the 32-yard line, a gain of seven. So now Miller North is starting to move the football here on their third possession. Yeah, and, and, and their offensive line has done a nice job of firing off the ball, a little bit better job of firing off the ball this drive than they've had previously. Um, you see that line of scrimmage is kind of shifting a little bit uh, from the south to the north. Um, first down play there, got him seven or eight. Split out wide to the right again is Cavazos. He's the only wide out here. They've got a slot to the right now, and they will give it to Nomic again, and Lee Harrington says, I'm hungry, and uh, <laughs> throws him down behind the line of scrimmage, maybe a loss of one. They were trying to uh, trap, influence Lee there. He wasn't biting on anything. He took one step with his left foot and then right in the ball carrier. Um, again, you aren't going to make a lot of hay run against him inside. They brought in sophomore Tyson Todd as one of the wing backs here. I do not see uh, any of the other backs that are being attended to right now, but Lasola, you would think, would be the guy that you would want in there. He's not now. Third down and two. It's a quick little wide receiver screen out to the right side. Cavazos has it. The Carney defender slips trying to make the tackle, and a first down out to the 40. An eight-yard completion on the first pass of the game here for Millard North. Yeah, Caleb Beam found himself in a little bit of bad situation, a lot of space, and in a, in a pretty quick wide receiver. They ran just a hitch out there one-on-one. Uh, couldn't make the tackle, and there's your first down. Uh, kind of surprising with the third and short run that uh, quick pass, but uh, – uh, Miller North's in desperate times here. They have to get something out of this drive. Yeah, it worked out well for them, and it wasn't anything too tough, just right down the line of scrimmage. On first and 10, they'll give it to the fullback, Nick, and that's probably why they threw it on third down and two. It's not working right now. Carney is shutting it down. Harrington and Ray, and also off the bottom of the pile, Atchison. I mean, there's three guys that are there immediately. No gain for Mick. No, great job of holding the ground, just maintaining their, their spots, holding the ground. Total read option there. He's reading that. And he's just and, and when in doubt, they're going to give the fullback every time. It'll be interesting to see how many carries the fullback has by the end of the game. Second down and 10. Nine carries, 20 yards right now for Noah Mick. Looks like maybe a little uh, audible at the line of scrimmage here for the quarterback, Elwood, heavy to the left. And they're going to give it again to the fullback, and Mick breaks a tackle to the 45, gets into the secondary, and he'll be brought down short of the first down, but a good second effort there. That's one of the very few yardage plays or a few times that Miller North has picked up yards after contact, a gain of six, third and four. Ran into that massive humanity in the middle and kind of bounced out to the outside there. We couldn't couldn't get a hold of him. And uh, now it's another third down and three. It'll be interesting to see if they don't get this, if they go for it. Because, like I said, you don't want to give the ball back. Third down, three for the Mustang offense. Again, watch the fullback, watch the quarterback. Yeah, three wideouts. Anwar Khan is by himself uh, to the right of the top, uh, as we would say it. And back to pass Elwood. Same kind of pass. It's deflected. Deflected at the line of scrimmage. Harrington was making the rush, and I believe it was Braden Miller yep. that got his hand on that one. And here comes the punting unit for Miller North. Their third punt in their third possession. Big play. That formation brought the, the safety, Braden Miller, up to the line of scrimmage. He came against air, and once again, Elwood was just trying to throw the ball out there on a little hitch route. He knocked it down, and uh, that's a huge play. Uh, lined up punt formation here. 
So Capcho is back to put it away. Fourth down and about four. Long count. They were trying to draw Carney off. Didn't work. Now the kick is away. High wobbler. This isn't going to go very far, and it's called for a fair catch at the 21-yard line. And that's where the catch will be made at 29-4. and four. That's a 33-yard putt and no return. And really, the average has been about 38. That first punt rolled about 20 yards to go for 53. And Carney's up 14 to nothing with 6.50 to go first half. What, what tells you a little bit about the offense and defensive lines of both teams is it's third down and three. Uh, 18 out of 19 years, Miller yeah. North's going to th- give the ball to their fullback twice or just run a quarterback follow twice. What they tried to do is get a little cute and run a little pass pattern out there. That's unusual. That tells you that Fred Tino and his offense does not have enough confidence in his offensive line. They can push that Carney defensive line out of the way on third down and three. Looks like we've got an official's uh, break. It's warm enough that they're doing a water break or TV break, either one. But uh, we will take it with them. This time out brought to you by ENT Physicians here at Buell Stadium. Carney 14, Miller North nothing. 6.50 to go here in the first half. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest yield leader. Fall sports are here, and your streaming home for all Platte River Radio games is PlatteRiverPreps.com. Games on Classic Hits 98.9, The Breeze 94.5, 12.30 a.m. KHAS, and ESPN 1460-1550 are all available online thanks to Barney Insurance. Along with a sports schedule for future broadcasts so you know we have your team covered. All of this at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Carney High scoring on two of their first three possessions. Takes over at their own 21-yard line. Moving from north to south. Coster, a little option. Going to pitch it to the right side and Mazer to the corner. 30, 35, first down, 37. That was Monty, you explained that one to me as a football guy because Mazner gets 16, so he's had two big runs, 19 and 16. But Coster, when he looked up, usually you have to wait to see who the he's, linebacker he's, he had taken. no intention to run there the ball was, there. There was nobody there. He took three steps and then pitched underhanded to, yeah. to Mazner out to the right side. The cornerback was man for man on the receiver. He just ran him outside. There was no outside leverage there. That's a flaw in the Miller North defense that the offensive coaches and Carney have found. Yeah, I think Carney High is going to probably keep the ball on the ground quite a bit. Motion from the end in Grant Kowalski from the right to the left. They'll run the option that way, and this time Coster will keep it. Makes one bad miss to the 40, scoots out to the 43-yard line. That's going to be a gain of six, and it'll be second down and four. Similar play that way to uh, to the other side. Took about three steps that time. Yeah, the defensive end took took two hard steps to his right. Cannon cut it upfield. Uh, gain six, seven yards off an option play. And, Monty, I guess one thing, even though Millard North hasn't scored yet and it's 14 nothing, Carney, they have got better on each drive. Remember, that drive started at their two, and they were able to move it out to the 43 and then put it away. They got three first downs on that drive. Best thing Carney can do is just keep doing what they're doing. You know, they're running the ball. They're running some play action. Got a lot of variety in their offense right now. Plenty of time left in the half. Back to pass. Coster, a little fade on the right side. Mazner got by the defensive back. Caught 35, 30-foot race to the That's end zone. Touchdown. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Miko Mazner. 57 yards. 20 to nothing, Cats. <laughs> you, I love it. 
Uh, Miko Mazner pulls out split in because they're playing man to man. He he fakes a little stock block there. Number eight for the Mustangs. Uh, looks like Chris Cavazos just hesitated for a minute. Miko ran right by him, beautifully thrown ball by Cannon right in his mitts, and you're not going to catch Miko uh, going down the sidelines. Um, we're close to a blowout here, Douglas. Well, Hines is ready to kick it away for the extra point. Good snap. It's down. The kick is away. Plenty of leg, and it is good. So our five points bank touchdown, a 57-yard touchdown pass from Cannon Coster to Miko Maisner. 5.28 to go in the first half. Carney 21. Millard North nothing here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Well, Carney High looking as good as they have looked all year long right now. And by running the ball, we talked about it a little bit in the pregame, by running the ball better, Cannon Coster has been able to get more completions, but he has thrown a couple of deep balls here that have been right on the money. I mean, that was a beautiful pass there. He hits uh, Stalbert on a beautiful pass. Uh, Coster looking way better than he did in the first three games of the season that we saw. Well, and he's playing against a totally different defense. The fact that those 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 uh, wide receivers are all against man-to-man coverage, their ability to run the football, especially with the quarterback run game, has opened up a whole bunch of things. And as an offensive play caller, you just have to love that feel to it. He got a lot of things rolling. Twenty-one nothing, Carney Hines. Might not have got all that one. He pooched it, and I'm not sure that was intentional. Taking it to 15. Now try and go all the way from the left to the right. Still running is going to be Jadis Ellis, and he can't quite get the corner. He got to the numbers, started up the field, and now we've got a flag, maybe a late hit on Carney. It looks to me like uh, drugging back from the back of the shoulder pads. There's that horse collar tackle that uh, that uh, uh, against Carney. So that would be an additional 15 yards. So the return to the 27-yard line by number 27, Ellis, and Millard North will get their best starting field position. And, Again, when you're quick, sometimes you got to reach out there for that grease lightning, and that's exactly what it will be. Lost a little containment there on the outside. Again, they're, they're fast kids. Tried to just hit up the middle, took one step up the middle, and then tried to beat them on the outside, and their flat-out speed helped them there to uh, draw a penalty. So this is their best starting field position, I think, of the ball game from their own 42. Well, way better than where they started last time at their own two. So first down and 10 at the 42. Carney's up 21 to nothing, 5.19 to go before halftime. And one thing I'm sure Coach Petito is thinking, if we can pop one in here, we get the ball to start the second half, but we need something here. It's 21-0, Carney High with the lead. They're, uh, they're going to have to live and die off of something big. You know, in, your Carney's, in Carney's situation, if you give up three, four, five yards, even early in the downs, you're okay because that's going to chew up clock. It's going to take some time. Miller North needs some big plays. Carney High needs to prevent big plays. And they just don't want to take that chance to go deep on first down. And motion again, Elwood's going to keep it, finds his way off right tackle, back up across the center, 45, 47-yard line, maybe to the 48, going to give him a gain of six. It'll be second down and four. Quarterback follow, stuck the ball in the belly of the fullback and then pulled it back out, just followed him almost like he's a he's the lead blocker. And a good tough run from Elwood there. Uh, that's what he does best. He gets in the mix and just churns his legs 
uh, for six yards. Well, as Coach Cool said, this is a different offense. Everybody else they've been playing wants to spread it out one way or another and are not a power running team like Miller North is here. Fullback dive, no option, looking for the deep pitch. Instead, Elwood keeps it, turns up, has the first down into Bearcat territory at the 46-yard line. This will be the first time that Millard North has run a play in Bearcat territory. Uh, look, Watch Lee Harrington in, uh, in the middle. I watched him that last play. He's playing straight nose guard right there on that odd defense. Uh, they didn't even block him. They just took a reach block. He went around. By the time he had gotten around the outside of that center, the ball was already pitched out to the option to the left. Coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll look at the first-half stats. Uh, Monty will break down what we've seen, maybe get a couple scores from the other games across the state, and a preview of what's coming up tomorrow. Thursday night football on Classic Hits, and the quarterback's going to keep it here on a little counter, and he's drugged down from behind. Elwood gets short yardage as Corey Kitt drags him down at the 42-yard line, a gain of three. That play really looked like it had some potential there. They stuck the ball in the fullback and then ran a little counter, pulled the guard, had a guard out in front of the quarterback, but just enough time. Corey Kidd did a nice job from the backside. That play has to be stopped from the backside because the front side, uh, you're just trying to hold your ground, maintain your leverage. Nice play with Corey Kitt from the backside linebacker position. Second time that uh, Miller North has run that play on the quarterback counter. 340. Both teams have all of their timeouts here in the first half. 21 to nothing, though. Carney scoring on three of their four possessions. Elwood under center. Lasoli in motion. They pitch it to him. It's behind him. It's on the ground. It's still on the ground. Carney's going to pick it up. Here comes Stalberg the other way. 30, 25, 20. Stalberg celebrates. Touchdown, Carney High. A 50 yard fumble return for a touchdown. Isaiah Stalberg makes it 27 to nothing. They want to get it to the speedster, Lasoli. And the second time. I'm not going to say that that was a perfect pitch because he had to reach out for it with his uh, near hand, and he just couldn't haul it in. It took a bounce. looked like it was going to bounce right back to him, and when it didn't, there were three Bearcats ready to pounce on it. First time that Miller North has run a true triple option, and they put the ball in the fullback's belly. They pulled it really quick pitch. Got there, got to the solely pretty quick. Uh, he didn't have a chance, took a bounce, nice fortuitous bounce into Isaiah's hands, and there was nobody who was going to catch Isaiah going down the sidelines. In fact, he had a chance to celebrate a little bit the 15. Yeah, as Hines ready to boot the extra point. A little nearer the upright this time, but it is good. And Carney High has been using the big play to dominate this first half from Millard North. Our five points bank touchdown, a 50-yard fumble return by Isaiah Stalberg. It is Carney High, 28 Millard North Nothing here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Winter is coming. Does your heater have enough heat in it? Let the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating make sure your heating system is ready. Don't be caught without your system working properly when you need it the most. Call today and have your furnace or heat pump checked. Our qualified technicians will check over all the mechanisms and make sure it's ready for all those cold days. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 308-995-4481. Car insurance isn't about the car. It's about the precious cargo the car carries. It's about providing security and confidence that if an accident occurs, you'll be protected. I'm Dave Challey of Barney Insurance. As a local independent agent, we can design an insurance program that's just right for you and your family. Providing safe, sound, secure insurance protection from auto owners insurance. Stop by or give us a call. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney Insurance. Doug Judamani, Kratzenstein from Buell Stadium. Uh, an eye-opener right now for Carney High. 28 to nothing. 
A 21-yard pass from Coster to Stalbert, a 30-yard run by Coster, a 57-yard pass from Coster to Maisner, and now a 50-yard fumble return by Stalbert. And Miller North had great field position, had been getting a little bit better on each drive, and now they boot it away, and the momentum takes the ball into the end zone. Even the kicker, Gabe Hines, has got it running through him. First down and 10, Millard North. One thing I noticed, too, and I mentioned it early on, where the sideline of Millard North, they got a lot of guys hanging their heads. Their best players, last couple breaks, have been sitting kind of by themselves, trying to get consoled by some of their teammates. Uh, that's when you, again, you want to keep your gas, the, the gas pedal down, because I've been in a lot of games in this stadium. I can, I can believe you me, I've never seen a Millard North team down like this. This isn't your typical Millard North team, but kudos to Carney for just putting the hammer down on them early. Well, you know, with this proud tradition, uh, they're youngsters. Millard North's going, how is this happening to us? And it wouldn't matter which outstate team it is. You know, they're getting it handed to them right now by an outstate team. That makes it even more of a head-scratcher, I'm sure, for the North kids. Here's that quarterback counter again, Elwood, and he is going to run right into the open hands there of Caleb Bean, who will drag him down at the 25-yard line. They do get five on the carry. Could have got more, had an had a entourage there with number 73, was the pulling, pulling lineman on the counter, was out there. He went outside. Elwood, the quarterback, went inside for five, but if he would have stuck on the outside hip of that lineman, he could have had more uh, lineman threw his hands up in disgust because he said, hey, I got an open lane here for you. And we have not seen Spencer Weber, who is one of their better running backs. Uh, so not sure what the story is there. Same play, quarterback counter. That time they get the block on Bean, and he gets the corner. 30-35, first down, out to the 38-yard line, a gain of 13 for Elwood. And they're going to run something that they like right here. It's working, so they're going to keep it in the hands of their quarterback, Elwood, who's averaging 138-plus yards per game. Weber about 67, uh, Lasoli about 53, and Mick about 74 yards per game. Uh, big old number 68 was out there pulling Parker Weaver about 275 pounds, and he got right in Braden Miller, kind of got him on roller skates a little bit. Uh, Braden will learn from that one. Back to the wing tee here, first down and 10 at their own 38-yard line. Con the only wide out wide to the right. They'll bring the wing from the right side in motion. Here's a handoff to Mick. He's trying the right side of the lane. There's nowhere to go. Boy, this Carney defense. It's just It is amazing. This is what you want to see is the improvement from your football team. Well, I don't know about the coaches, but as a broadcaster, uh, night and day almost from what you're seeing, how much better this Bearcat team is in week six than the one that played Grand Island, which was a good game, and the tackle was made there by Tyler Atchison. Just solid, and they aren't doing it with any stunts. They aren't doing it with any fancy sort of plays. It's mono-mono it's mono football up front. Second down and ten. Elwood, quarterback counter. Everyone's been to the left side. He's got some room to the 45. He'll be drugged out about the 47. That's an eight-yard gain. Novacek in there on the tackle. Time's going to become a factor here as they're running the football. Clock keeps running. We're down to 138, 137. And so they've got a lot of yards to make before they uh, have a chance to score the first touchdown. And Miller North does have all of their timeouts. But I think Coach wants to make sure that they convert here on third down. They don't want to leave any time left for Carney in case they don't get it. Haven't had a lot of success up the gut with Mick. Let's see if Elwood runs quarterback counter yet again. There it is to Mick. He tries left side, and there is nowhere to go. They're trying to stay away from Lee Harrington, and Atchison is in there again on the tackle with some help from the Bearcats. Thad Huber, no gain, fourth and two. This bone offense that they run in motion, if you can stop the fullback, that takes away so many of their options of what they can do, and Carney has stopped that fullback all night long. Well, Millard North's lining up to go for it here on fourth down. Let's see if they try to use the hard count to draw Carney off. Fourth down and two at their own 46-yard line. 30 seconds to go in the half. 
And they'll run quarterback counter, trying to get outside, shedding one tackle, and the ball stripped away. Carney's going to get their second defensive touchdown if he can stay in bounds, but no. Davis, Davis Skiles, literally Elwood was fighting for yardage, fighting for yardage. Davis Skiles went up and just literally took the ball out of his hands, took off the other way, almost another score, defensive, defensive touchdown. 34 seconds left from Carney, and they're going to have another shot as they have first down on what looks like about the 22-yard line of Miller North, 23. So Skiles just ripped it away exactly as we said. We saw Carney trying to do that against Mick on the first drive of the football game, and Elwood was not quite to the first down marker. Then when he got to the first down marker, right before he went down, Skiles was right there, and what a play. Great individual effort by Elwood to get that far along, fighting for yardage, and how many times do you see that? A guy's fighting for yardage, and the other guy just goes up and strips it from him. Here we go. 34 seconds. Carney is at the 23-yard line of Miller North with all their timeouts. Back to pass. Coster rolls left. Got it. Throws underneath. Stallbird's got it at the 11. Breaks a tackle to the 10. He's got it first and goal at the 8, a gain of 15. I don't know if I've, I thought I would say this, but... Isaiah Stalbert is by far the best athlete on the football field. You see him running patterns against their defensive backs one-on-one. He's getting separation every single time, and the, and the ball is on the money from Cannon. And Carney elects not to use a timeout here, so the clock's running. They're down to 20 seconds as they come up to the uh, line of scrimmage. Coster out of the eye, first and goal at the eight. He wants to throw to his back out of the backfield, complete to the five, to the one, and into the end zone. Touchdown, Jorgensen. There's your fullback out of the out in the flat one more time. Again, they still didn't cover him. Low rollout pass. They faked to the fullback, or they ran a little action to the fullback. Jorgensen snuck out, dumped it off to him, and uh, he rumbles in the end zone. And uh, Doug, we've got a blowout. It, it, it's we'll talk about it at halftime. It's almost <laughs> uh, you you wonder if this extra point goes through. We have the running clock to start the second half if Gabe Hines makes this kick in a Class A top 10 game at Buell Stadium where the home team is behind. Gabe Hines' kick is on the way, and it is good. Ten seconds to go. Another five-points bank touchdown set up by the Davis-Skiles strip fumble, and two plays later, Cannon Coster throws his third touchdown pass, an eight-yarder to Will Jorgensen, 35-0. Carney will be right back. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how family physical therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Welcome back. We're going to talk with uh, Athletic Director Mitch Stein at halftime here as a well, Monty, but uh, this is as good as Carney, I don't know, has looked in a long time, and they've looked good for quite a while. Yeah, they've, they've done everything right. They've had opportunities, done everything right. They just haven't made any mistakes. We talk about a big play team. Typically, when you come into the Metro, especially into a, a playing a good Metro team, uh, they are the team that's looking for big plays. Carney just time and time again has hammered a big play. Two big defensive plays, pass plays, run plays, and uh, I guess that's what adds up to a 35 to nothing ball game here on 144th Street. Well, now all Hines has to do is put this into the end zone, negate any kind of a run back, and even if you kick it out of bounds here, it wouldn't be a bad idea. You just don't want to give Millard North any chance to return it. Correct. Hines will 
Pooch it. It's going to be one that bounces and is taken at the 10-yard line. So, so much for that. Up to the 15, 20, little hole, 25. And the tackle will be made at the 26-yard line with four seconds to go. First down and 10 here for Millard North on the return by T.J. White. I would guess that there's going to be a lot of Carney White shirts long ways away from the football here, and I would guess that Millard North, you know, they aren't going to throw the ball. They're just going to hand it off and go in and try to salvage something here at halftime. Now, this is going to be tough. There's still three more football games to go, and one of them is a rivalry game against Millard South. You would think the next two uh, are games that they should be competitive in, but this is a this is a punch in the gut right now. Kate Elwood's been all they've had offensively. And he's just going to give it on the left side. Mick's going to run over the 30, pad a little bit of stats here out to the 32. And that is going to be the end of the first quarter of play on a six-yard run by Noah Mick. And offensively, defensively, special teams, everything you can think of, Carney High has dominated this game, and they are sprinting off the field while Millard North is walking off the field. At the half here at Buell Stadium, it is the Kearney Bearcats, 35, and the Millard North Mustangs, nothing, 7 versus 10. Coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. But before we take the break, we'll talk a lot about it, but uh, I can already can hear it a little bit right now. This is the way the Metro thinks. Is Kearney that good, or is Millard North that down? And, uh, of course, both of those fumbles just elevated the score here. But to get to 21 nothing, Kearney dominated from that point. From the very first time they touched it, they marched it right down the field. Well, I think like most things, it's a little bit of both. Um, I've all, I've said all along, Class A is four teams up at the top, and then we've got a bunch of about seven teams after that, of which certainly Carney is at the top of that second heap. Uh, Millard North is about as down as I've ever seen them. Uh, they aren't explosive. They aren't powerful. And uh, Carney has just absolutely had some of the best athletes on the field, which is pretty rare when you come into Buell Stadium, whether you're playing Millard West, Millard North, or Millard South, to say that. But they've dominated every facet of it. I know that's the way they think. Uh, it is just a, a feather in the cap right now after the first half of outstate uh, football. Um, but like, like we said, Millard North is down a little bit. Carney's playing as well as they can play right now. Really an enjoyable half of football if you're a Carney fan. Well, Coach Cool said it in our pregame interview that uh, when, when you get to a point where you're 5-0 and and they play four Metro teams to end the season, he says the goal is to always get to Memorial Stadium. He didn't use Memorial Stadium this year, but he said if you're going to advance through the playoffs, you have to win a game at Buell Stadium because most likely you're going to play one of the Millard schools or, or another Metro school here at Buell Stadium, and uh, you want to be comfortable with that. Well, you can't be more comfortable right now. The fuzzy slippers are on, and the feet are propped up for Carney High. They have played so well, 35-0. Well, and what you have to like about it is just, just the, the, for lack of a better term, the solidness of the game. You know, we talk about this game being won in the front lines, and the, the defensive line is held up against that typical power fullback, uh, quarterback follow, follow offense of Millard North. The offensive line has created just enough gaps, and, and – uh, to give enough time, can enough time to throw. The receivers have done a great job of creating separation, a couple big plays. It has just been a total, uh, total great ball game on every in every facet. In fact, at halftime, if I'm Carney High, I've been, I've been fortunate enough to once in a while be in these situations, you don't even want to have a halftime. You don't even want yeah. to say anything because you just want to keep rolling, keep going because uh, things are going really well in a lot of different areas. All right, we'll take a break, and when we return, we'll talk with the athletic director of the Carney High Bearcats and Kearney High School. Mitch Stein will look at uh, the first half stats. A whole lot more coming up here on Classic Hits 98.9 and PlatteRiverPreps.com at the half. Kearney 35, Millward North nothing. Have you ever seen a rusty fish? 
That question illustrates the point that the same way scales protect a fish from his environment, the bullet spray on bed liners from the dent popper protect your pickup bed. No rust, no dents, no scratches, no chemical corrosion. So your truck has a longer work life and holds its value longer, reduces load slippage. And here's a bonus, it quiets the ride. See the dent popper north of railroad on first, on the bricks, downtown Kearney, and get a free estimate for a bullet spray on bed liner. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck. Farmers and ranchers are gearing up to get their crops out of the field, and sometimes they have to take the main roads to get there. You've probably gotten stuck behind one of those slow-moving orange triangles a time or two. Well, this fall, the Buffalo County Farm Bureau would like to remind everyone to slow down, be careful, and drive safely. These men and women are planting food for our tables. So next time you get stuck behind a farmer on the way to the field, just give him or her a wave. It's just food in progress. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Culture. And welcome back to Buell Stadium again. A big thank you to Athletic Director Chad Zimmerman here uh, and all the folks uh, with the Millard Public Schools. Uh, halftime brought to you by Ravenna Sanitation. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation, your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. Carney has scored on all but one of their offensive possessions and have a fumble return for a touchdown. Just about had two fumble returns for touchdowns. And the score is Carney 35. And Millard North, nothing. And we're pleased to be joined by the athletic director at uh, Kearney High School, Mitch Stein. And uh, Mitch, good to see you. And uh, all the Bearcat fans are smiling right now. Yeah, it's been a it's been a fun first half. And that's an understatement. We played like you and Monty were talking. You know, we we played really well, and and they're not as good as they have been. They're down a little bit, and they're not playing well. And um, so it's good to see our kids so excited and so engaged in the game. And I talked to Brandon this morning. You know, uh, during uh, during one of the passing periods, and and he was ready to go at like 8:30. Yeah. He was ready to go. I said, you got to calm down a little bit, and you got a long day ahead of you. And so you could tell that the team was ready, the coaching staff was ready, and um, I'm glad it's showing out here tonight in the first half. What a what a great performance so far. Well, the Bearcats uh, continue to play well, and I always kid with the guys, and most of them I know on the coaching staff more than just as as football coaches. But they they give you that coach speak in the summer <laughs> and at the beginning of the year, and it is. It is truly a great job by this staff when you only have three returning starters. And, again, it was still pointed out quite a bit that just because the kids weren't returning starters the way the year went last year, they had to get a lot of kids uh, into the football game, and they have come together uh, so well here. One thing I did want to ask you about is we had a weird situation uh, a couple of weeks ago. Every year somebody has to deal with weather. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really where we're at, I, I remember just a couple of games in all the years I've been in Kearney that have been actually delayed by the weather. You had an interesting situation with Lincoln Northeast a couple of weeks ago, and I don't think the fans really understand uh, how things take place. So who's all in on those decisions? I was wondering if you could just take us through that unique situation a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, unique is a very good word for it. You know, we, we had ba- basically everything going that night. We had uh, little cheer clinic. We had home fall royalty homecoming. You know, we had a football game to get in. We had we had essentially everything we could to try to get in, and the weather obviously didn't cooperate. And and uh, you know, we had the first delay uh, that lasted about a half hour, 40 minutes. We started about 7:40, and then we got the first quarter in, and, and the and the, that night the weather just was not leaving. It was just kind of hovering. It wasn't really dangerous in our area, but it was just kind of hanging around. It was it was hovering. It was it was getting close enough, obviously, to where we had to call it quits for a couple hours, and then you start to think about, okay, what do we have to postpone? What do we have to, what do we have to try to get in that night? And 
Lincoln, Lincoln Northeast obviously did not want to come back the next day and play. Uh, we could not play at Foster Field because they had a home game. Um, so we were thinking about playing at Kearney High if we could. But both coaches wanted to play that night. And we felt like looking at the radar that we could get it in. We just had to be patient. Compounding that is Lincoln Northeast had a Thursday game. And so they absolutely were not leaving until we until we got the game in. Um, and so that really what it came down to. But it, it, first and foremost, it's about player safety official safety, team safety, and fan safety. And we are not going to play a game until we have the all clear. Um, and it was further it was further away at, you know, 1040 when we, re, when we restarted the game and ultimately were able to get it in in less than an hour 20 with the running clock helped. And, and uh, ultimately we got the football game in. Uh, the unfortunate part is, you know, some of the other activities that we had planned had to be moved. Um, but I think most people, by and large, were, were understanding of that, that we, we did what we could do. Bottom line, Mother Nature always wins. And Talking with the athletic director, Mitch Stein, uh, here at halftime. Carney High leads it by a score of 35 to nothing. Let's talk about uh, some of the other activities that are going on. Uh, volleyball has been playing some of the top competition in A and B and treading water right around that 500 mark, uh, trying to stay injury-free. They, they took a hit or two there. Uh, you had the big cross-country meet uh, that UNK hosted, but that you were a part of out at the Kearney Country Club, and there's always a little extra that goes on when you're the host. Uh, and softball continues to play. Uh, the GNAC tournament is coming up on Saturday. Yep. Yeah, a lot of activities. It's conference and district time. Uh, not only this weekend with boys tennis and softball, but then, uh, you know, the following week you got districts and softball and then cross country the following week. So it's it's that time of year where we're competing against the best of the best. We're here tonight playing in the Millard North here at Buell. Um, and so we're excited with how we've progressed this year. Um, volleyball team, as you mentioned, um, really had a tough early schedule and now have a lot of winnable games. Um, Alexis Michoud, unfortunately, went down the other night with a with an angle, ankle injury, which might... Uh, which will cause some fluctuations in the starting lineup, but Coach Day will be fine there. So we're just excited where we're at, uh, not only football, but the other sports, and, and can't wait till we get to that conference and district and, and ultimately state time. Tell me a little bit uh, about, as we get to move it on here, we are seeing the transition, and we see that Lexington has found a new home out of a GNAC conference. Carney High already in the Heartland uh, Conference, but again, just for the fans that aren't clear uh, about the conference transition, where are we at with that right now? Yeah, right now a lot of work, as, as we've talked many times, a lot of work behind the scenes uh, in terms of the schedules for the fall for next year. I just finished the volleyball schedule for next year in terms of, we knew what the conference schedule would be, but then who do you keep in your non-conference, and who do you play in home and away, and those types of things. And so feel really good with the volleyball and the softball schedule. The next schedule we'll ta- tackle is soccer here at the end of the month um, at, our, at our next meeting. So a lot of work behind the scenes to make it happen. Um, as you saw, Lexington um, um, is leaving as well. And so the, the move was a great move for Carney High. We're really excited about it. We're looking forward. Uh, we're going to compete like heck for the re- remainder of this conference season um, and winter in the spring. And then look forward to that, the Heartland Athletic Conference. It's going to be a great home for Carney High. And Mitch, uh, anything else that we haven't touched on that you want to let the fans know about? No, let's uh, let's get this running clock and let's uh, let's get on down I-80. Let's pretty, just keep playing well. Yeah, pretty impressive. Let's keep them healthy and let's play a good football and uh, hang on to the football, which they have done here. 35-0, Carney leads Miller North. Mitch, great to see you. Thanks for the time. And by the way, 
Congratulations to your dad who goes into the Nebraska High School Sports Hall of Fame on Sunday. Well, thank you. It'll be a fun weekend. All right, Mitch, thanks. Thank you. We'll take a break here. Halftime, 35-0 Bearcats on Classic Hits, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll look at the stats and get some analyzation from Monty Kratzenstein when we come back. Daniel the Deer danced everywhere. He pranced through fields and jigged through rivers. Then he saw it. What a stage. A place no deer had dared dance before. The hood of a brand new car. Hey, my car. And the car was covered thanks to Farmers Insurance. Deer Dance Floor, December 1st, 2014. Talk to a farmer's agent. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 this bum. is Brandy with the Simonson Agency. Come see me today and see if you are getting the best value. Located in the strip mall west of Apple Market in Kearney. There's a lot of talk and worry about insurances these days. And a question like, is my doctor in network with Blue Cross Blue Shield is far too common. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery wants to let you know that we are and will continue to be in network with Blue Cross Blue Shield, along with many other insurances. With items like on-site x-ray, MRI, and casting and bracing, New West has what it takes to take care of you. Call New West Sports Medicine to schedule your appointment today. No referral necessary. Well, Kearney High Tennis also a winner today. They beat Hastings, as we talked about with Mitch Stein. We're starting to wind down some of the seasons. We'll be getting into the postseason here in less than a couple of weeks. 35 to nothing. Kearney High has the lead right now over Millard North. And uh, we'll be taking a look at the stats in uh, just a moment. Again, Kearney High Volleyball got two wins last night at Lincoln East, beating Lincoln East and Norfolk. So congratulations to Coach Day and the Cats there as well. But uh, <laughs> I look at the stat sheet. And the true starting running back for Carney High has not carried the football yet in Matt Studi. I think you are continuing to see, Monty, a transition here of Carney High's offense. Their defense is playing well most of this season, I think all season. Uh, but their offense continues to grow. And I talked about it with Coach Cool in the pregame. I think it's different than even what the coaches were working with at the beginning of the year. They have made some changes offensively, and it's really showing up. Well, for, for Brandon Cool to uh, – I talked to him before the season even started, and he also talked about being diverse. You know, a lot of hype was given to Cannon and his passing the football early on, but I think most of us knew that um, for Carney High to be successful, they were going to have to be able to find a way to run the football. Uh, again, that sets up the play-action pass game and, and so on. And that's the one thing that's gotten continually better is whether it be the quarterback run game, whether it be Matt Studi uh, carrying the load, and now all of a sudden Miko Maisner, the, the sophomore kid, has now become a big part of that mix. And what you saw in the first half was you saw such a diversification of that offense. You saw a little power. You saw uh, backs out in the flat catching the ball. You saw the second receiver on the inside catching flag patterns for touchdowns. You saw a couple fade attempts on the outside. You saw the quarterback run game. You saw some option. You saw some counter. You saw so many different things. And you can only do those things when you have an offensive line that is creating some seams. They don't have to create holes. They just have to create seams. So a tremendous amount of credit to you know Daniel Lundy and Rowdy Melton and Trevor Payne and Caden Lytle and Lee Harrington up front. Because if you would have told me that uh, Carney was going to dominate uh, Miller North's defense like they have, I would have told you uh, – I think you're wrong. Well, Carney High, kind of almost amazing. They've only run 23 plays. They have run less plays than Miller North in this football game, and they have 12 first downs. What a job. No, ab- absolutely. And, and you know, we can't forget that uh, I don't know exactly the last time that, uh, you know, a Miller North team was shut out in the first half, but 
uh, we know what Miller North is going to do. Uh, they haven't changed. The athletes are a little bit different. The athletes aren't as good as they, they have been. Now, I've talked to a lot of people from Millard, uh, whether it be Millard South, Millard West, and even some Millard North friends of mine, and, and they just said this team is different uh, from Millard North. They don't have that dominating uh, line that they can get their fullback and their quarterback established. When you can't do that, then all of a sudden you can't play action, throw the big pass. It used to be where Millard North would would run option, run option, then run option pass and run a guy down and have maybe three, four pass attempts for the entire game and, and two touchdowns. They aren't getting anything consistently established the only thing we've saw is that little quarterback counter and that's been you know eight yards or so mm-hmm. and ironically in the, one of the best running attempts in this in the first half uh elwood breaks it for about 13 14 yards and all of a sudden uh davis Skyle strips the ball and goes the other way so they haven't gotten anything going and a lot of that is a credit to the defensive coaches and the players for carney high and don't forget there will be uh, photos up at platriverpreps.com uh, within the next week of tonight's game, uh, most of the contests that we go to, football, volleyball, not only do you hear the games, the podcasts are also up at PlatteRiverPreps.com. And check out the photos and like Platte River Preps on Facebook to see uh, some of your kids, your athletes, your favorite players out there. Let's look at the first half stats. What I have scratched down here, Noah Mick for Miller North, 13 carries, 32 yards. Jacob Lacelli, I mean, one carry negative one. They pitched it to him on that fumble uh, that was a little wide pitch, but you usually are used to seeing so many different guys carry the ball. There's only been one carry outside of Mick and the quarterback, Kate Elwood, who has 11 carries for 67 yards, so 25 rushing attempts, 98 yards for Millard North. They put it up twice, one of two for eight yards, so eight through the air, 98 on the ground, 106 yards of total offense, six first downs, no penalties for Millard North. Two fumbles, one led to a touchdown, and the second one with less than 35 seconds to go, two plays later, another touchdown. Three punts for an average of about 42 yards per punt. For Carney High, Miko Maisner, four carries, 35 yards. Will Jorgensen, two carries, four yards. Cannon Coster, six carries, 58 yards, including a 30-yard touchdown run. 12 rushes, 97 yards for Carney High through the air. Costa has put it up 11 times. He's completed eight of those, including his last four. Eight of 11, no interceptions, three touchdowns for 178 yards through the air, 97 on the ground, 275 yards of total offense, 12 first downs, two penalties for 20 yards, one punt for 27 that pinned Miller North at the 15, and no turnovers for Carney High. And at the half, your score, the Bearcats 35 and Millard North nothing. And this has been the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. For quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business, contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. Bearcats will kick it off to Millard North, and we'll begin the second half right after this. Did your crops lose their fertilizer to Mother Nature last spring? This year, you need to utilize Enzone as your nitrogen management aid. Enzone will enhance your fertilizer's efficiency so your crops will utilize the nitrogen that you give them. To get Enzone added to your fertilizer, talk to your local fertilizer or chemical retailer. If they don't have Enzone Synergizer NutriPack, encourage them to visit with Mid Nebraska Chemicals at www.mncag.com or call 308 468 6206. Got a note from the old Bearcat, Josh Krolikowski, smash mouth football, a linebacker's dream out there. Good, <laughs> good to hear from some of the folks that are listening to the ball game tonight. Sure appreciate it. 
Yeah, that that's uh, and he's absolutely right. You know, big big guys like to uh, see what's happening. If you're a Carney fan, right here, well, always good to hear from a Hall of Famer, and we just did that in the JK back there at home. Well, Miller North's going to get the ball, and I'm sure the first thing is let's just play positive, be positive, see if we can score and get that running clock uh, to stop. Uh, Carney High uh, with the lead again. We want to remind you tomorrow night being Mitchell, Carney Catholic Mitchell pregame at six, kickoff at six thirty on ESPN. 1460 here on Classic Hits. It will be the Shelton Bulldogs at Axtell. Pre-game at 630, kickoff at 7. As Carney's ready to boot it away. And Gabe Hines puts his foot into it, and he just drills it. That is going to go about three yards deep into the end zone, and Miller North will start at their own 20-yard line. The one time Miller North had really good field position it was when they had the fumbled pitch and the scoop and score by Isaiah Stalbert. Again, Carney, a 21-yard pass from Coster to Stalbert on the first drive and then four touchdowns in the second quarter. The first one came on the first play, a 30-yard run by Coster. Coster hit Mazer on a 57-yard wheel route, then the 50-yard fumble return by Stalbert, and then with 10 seconds left after that second fumble, an 8-yard pass from Coster to Jorgensen. First down and 10 here for Miller North. Let's see what they do to start the half. They'll fake the fullback dive, and Elwood will run right into the open arms of the defender, which is Stallbird at the 24-yard line to gain a full. I'd like to. I always like in the first first play of the first series of the second half, see what kind of adjustments teams make. You know, Miller North, the one thing they do is they don't make adjustments. They do what they do. Typically, they aren't behind 35 to nothing at this point. But, uh, you know, fullback, quarterback follow. You know, they haven't even been able to get outside even a little bit. And uh, that's something that uh, is just very unusual. But give credit to Carney and their their outside containment defensive ends. Linebacker playing really well today. Right back to what we saw early with the double wings. Send motion to the left. Run the quarterback counter to the right. And get a first down right at the 30-yard line. Kate Elwood will be brought down there by Will Jorgensen. And a good start here for Miller North. Kate Elwood is a tough football player. You know, uh, Miller North saw kids, guys talking about how he can – uh, take a three-yard gain, make it into a seven-yard gain. He's just a tough, tough kid. Unfortunately, they just don't have enough skill people to uh, compliment him very much at all. They've only run one true option the entire game, and that was one they put on the ground. And the scoop score on the fumble. Uh, I think it's also interesting to see that uh, they haven't been as diverse on who they're using as uh, running backs here tonight. And this time Mick on the fullback trap left side, and just not a whole lot there. Atchison's having a great game defensively, a gain of a couple. Yeah, they, they, they're having a real hard time with uh, with Tyler, and it isn't so much he's beating one-on-one blocks, but uh, he's lined up in a way on the outside shoulder where he's closing down when he needs to close down. He's well, doing he's, a nice he, job. And he's next to Lee Harrington. So, <laughs> you know, he, if, if Lee's not making the tackle, he's moving some people. Have, so. I, have I mentioned Brandon Crick had a pretty good year when he – or Crick had a pretty good year, Jared, when he Sue. was next to Sue. That yeah. was maybe, maybe that's similar. Well, there you go. Second down and eight for Miller North. Opening drive of the third quarter. They're down 35 nothing. Again, down the line of scrimmage. Completed pass to Cavanos. He's got the first down. That's the biggest pass play. And then a flag from halfway across the field as he goes out of bounds at around the 43. If the play stands, it'll be good for 10. But this probably means a hold from where that flag comes sailing. Good arm on the back, Judge. Yep, we have an offensive hold. I'll tell you what, Victor Brakefield, uh, some of you guys that have paid a little bit of attention to uh, refereeing and officials over he hasn't lost anything. He must threw that that flag about 30 yards in the air. That was a nice toss by by Brake. And you're going to get one of those unusual situations as well where the penalty happened downfield, so you're going to get credit for the seven-yard pass, and then you mark the 10 yards off, so it's just second down and 10. Unusual for the back judge to throw a, throw a flag on 
of, a, of an illegal use of the hands there. But uh, obviously, it's uh, pretty obvious that he he did that. I wonder if it's a little bit gone on the pattern. They ran a bubble screen out there, and I think the guy started blocking really early, and he might have called that on the blocker from the bubble screen. And that's one of the best offensive plays of the night, and then it comes back here. That's the first penalty of the game on Miller North. Quarterback counter again, short side, getting the corner, and then a late pitch down the sideline, 35-40-45, and where did he step him out of bounds at? There's an old Oklahoma late pitch at the 44. Brandon Cool is pointing at about the 38-yard line. He's saying that the uh, pitch back stepped out of bounds there, and the officials seem to disagree with him. But you're exactly right. That was that counter option to the short side of the field, very late pitch, and that was the best offensive play the Middle North has seen all night long. And that's going to be enough for a uh, first down. Moving from the 30 out to the 44-yard line. And first down and 10 here for Miller North. So something that we had not seen, and it uh, gave him a little more running room. Here's the fullback dive, and Elwood pulls it back, and he's going to be hit behind the line of scrimmage, and Atchison drops him for a yard loss. And there's three guys there, but Atchison was the first. One more time, Tyler lined up on the outside of that uh, tackle. Tackle closes on down. And uh, Tyler just closed back down with him, used his hands really well, made a nice play. Now we have uh, second down 11 for Miller North. Our field conditions are brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer Seed dealer. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans with Impact Partners and Pioneer Seed. Science with service delivering success. Of course, it's the turf here at Buell. And on second down and 10, back to pass is Elwood under some pressure, and he is sacked. He just has zero time. Thad Huber, or excuse me. Grant uh, Kowalski. It's Kowalski back there to get the sack. And we haven't called Grant's name yet. They haven't been running a whole lot in his direction. But uh, that time, there's a little bit of a drop back pass. That left tackle decided that he might not want to block Grant, or Grant made some sort of incredible move, one or the other. But he was back there before the the, uh, quarterback, Elwood, could even set his feet. Second uh, sack, two-yard loss. We were talking about the turf. They're going to be doing some major renovations here at Buell, and the turf is a little bit old. But uh, they're going to be doing a lot of renovations here in the very near future. But it's beautiful, standing up here in the press box uh, down here at Buell. Third down and 12. Elwood back to pass. Throws underneath. It is complete, but just short of the first down. Nice uh, defensive tackle there. Davis Skiles shoving Cavazos out of bounds. Looks like we're going to have about a fourth down and one situation for Miller North. They ran a little flag pattern out there. Rollout pass. Ball was delivered on the money by Elwood. A pretty good Protection, pretty good catch and good tackle. It looks like down fourth down. Maybe he called them a little shorter, fourth yeah. and two and a half. 35 nothing, Carney. So the running clock and really what do you got to lose here if you're Miller North? You're going to go for it. And they will put Elwood under center, sets him down. Mick right behind him. They're going to run to the right side. Elwood's going to have to break a tackle, and he cannot do it. Will Jorgensen, open field, untouched, drops him behind the line of scrimmage for a loss of two. Will said, uh, you can't fool me on that one. He... They were, they were looking to run that little counter and a quarterback option, counter option to the weak side. Will was playing weak side linebacker. Didn't even pay attention to the fullback because that was covered by Harrington. The big boys up front, right where he needed to be. Made the tackle. Carney high ball right about midfield, up 35 nothing. 35-0 Carney high, and that's what makes that Millard North uh, offense and any option offense dynamic. And Elwood's a good quarterback. Usually you can make that first man miss, and that's how good a play that was by Jorgensen for the Bearcats. Right where he needed to be. Well, split out wide to the right, Brett Obermiller. They threw it his direction once. He's like the loneliest guy out on the field. Stalberg is out to the left, and now a little defensive change here. 
as they stun it up and right up the middle. Studi's first touch gets him close to a first down into Millard North Territory at the 42, a gain of eight. Fly out, ISO up the middle. Studi was one ankle tackle away, had a beautiful seam. Will Jorgensen did a great job of picking up the linebacker, broke off of him, ankle tackle away from going the distance on that one. And because of that running clock, six minutes chewed up before Carney High even touched it. You're going to get, uh, you get halfway to Mitchell if you, if you take off early enough. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. <laughs> Just maybe an extra 30 minutes of sleep. Maybe. <laughs> but Carney High playing well. It's great to be able to talk about this uh, so well. And uh, for Millard North, they just got to keep playing football here. Coster, hands off again. A little stretch play. Studi, good stiff arm. He's going to get the first down, fighting off the tackle that time of Ben Chalupka, and he moves it. What he needed to do, got the four yards, first down and 10 Bearcats. Yeah, that was a little power play, and, and you can see Carney, what they want to do, they want to keep the run, keep the clock running. They want to just line up and run the football. They'll throw a little play action here along the way, but the way they're, they've been blocking up front, there's no reason to do anything silly here. Uh, they're keeping that clock moving. Studi, you can tell, has fresh legs, didn't carry the ball, caught one pass in, in the first half, didn't carry the ball in the first half. He's got some fresh legs and raring to go. And kind of on that opening possession. Ray in motion from left to right. Twins to that side. Coster is going to throw it. He's going to go for it all again into double coverage, and he overshoots Stalbert, but that's okay. Stalbert was covered, and really only two men in the pattern where he was looking, and even an incomplete pass keeps the clock running, so it's not like, oh, why do you do that? It's second down and 10. Yeah, it took a shot. Um, he had a little bit of man free, and uh, the guy stayed with Isaiah pretty well, and uh, the safety got over there. There was nothing hurt by taking a shot on first down there. So second down and 10, Bearcats at the Millard North 38-yard line for Kearney High next week. They will return home to take on Papillion La Vista, who goes into their game this week 1-4, and four, and then the big game with Creighton Prep in two weeks for Omaha North at Lincoln Northeast at Fremont the next two weeks. Second down and 10, and we are going to get motion. I think maybe our wide receiver took off a little too quick and over Miller. And I think Coster was going to probably throw it his way. He was going back to pass. Well, uh, Studi had a little little case of flinches there too. It looked like they're, they're from the eye back position. They were going to run. They were going to run Will Jorgensen out on a little flat pattern here. It looked like they had Overmiller out here. They were going to run on a little ten yard stop and then uh, kind of sneak Will out uh, into that flat, which had been successful multiple times in the first half. But all for naught. Got a little got a little quick in the five yard penalty, and it's going to be second down and fifteen. Well, the backs have done a good job blocking for Coster. The one time Coster got hit was really a screen to Will Jorgensen where they were one man short of blocking because they threw to the blocker in Will Jorgensen. Well, and remember what I said early on, it was very obvious that Carney was going to run max protection, one and two receiver patterns because uh, they wanted to make sure to keep him upright. And getting a lot of man coverage from uh, Miller North as well. Now Stallbird's going to come into the backfield and go in motion as Coster rolls out, wants to hit Jorgensen, completed the 40, 35-30 down the sidelines, got hit but stays on his feet, 25 down to the 23-yard line, a gain of 20, first and 10. Well-designed play there, a little rollout pass. They had a clear out from the outside receiver. He cleared out. It wasn't a screen, mind you. It, was a, it wasn't a screen, but he took a couple guys with him. Will snuck out there in the flat, and Will took on that uh, defender right away, bounced off him. Uh, gained about another 10 yards. Nice play, nice pass and catch from Coster to Jorgensen. You know, I'm thinking maybe Miller North was looking like I was at Stalbert. He went into the backfield, and you're going, what's he doing there? And then he comes flying out of there, and they drag it out instead to Jorgensen. Formation in place from Brandon Cool and that offensive staff. 35 nothing, Carney. 2.45 to go third quarter running clock. This is their opening possession of the third. First and 10 at the Mustang. 23, Jorgensen, who he ran right into the back of his own man. Let's give some credit there to Miller North. 
and uh, Brandon Eastlack. He uh, won the battle that time, Monty. They went one. That was another formation. They went uh, one one back. Just Jorgensen was the only f- man in the backfield there. Just a little quick fullback trap. They weren't biting, and uh, defensive line stopped them for no gain. Second down and 10 here. Looks like Carney's on the 22-yard line in Miller North. Koster continues to run over to the sideline and get the play. Keeps his figure by uh, getting all that kind of workout out there, and they have not had him run it here in the second on this drive like they did in the first half. Good cardio work for basketball. <laughs> second and 10 I formation. Back to pass Coster. Rolling right. Jorgensen's covered. He might have to run this one. He does. Gets a little bit inside the 20 to the 19. He's going to get about three and a half, four yards on the play. Uh, nice job. Didn't have anything out. A two-receiver pattern there is well covered. Didn't have anything uh, out there in the flat or deep along the right sideline. Just went ahead and tucked the ball, ran, powered his way for about three yards. Ken Carney's converted all but one third down in this football game, and they've got a third down and seven that they're facing at the Miller North 19-yard line. To the right side, Obermiller. That's the short side. The ball is on the hash on the far side near the Carney bench. And in motion from left to right is Josh Ray. Long count, Coster, straight back to pass, rolls right. Here's now a wheel. wheel route to Stalbert. It's a little underthrown, but Stalbert almost caught it. Boy, it rolled right across his arm, but a good double coverage safety kind of came over to help out. And now will Carney practice the field goal, or will they just go for it on fourth down and seven at the 19? I don't know. They're thinking about it right now. Stalbert ran a little wheel route, route in the flat, trying to get him to bite on that out route that he's been successful on before. Ran the wheel. Uh, pretty well covered. Looks like they're going to go for it. Again, with really no problems here. 40 seconds to go. Up 35 to nothing. If they get it, uh, we might not see another play in the quarter. They'll hustle up to the line of scrimmage on fourth and seven. There's the heavy <laughs> count and got Miller North to jump. When you run up to that line as a defensive lineman, you got to go, okay, that's what they're going to do. You, you watch enough football, not even worried about your own, but now a much more manageable situation, fourth and two at the 15. Yeah, that was uh, there was no doubt. Uh, I, what I would have been interesting to see is if they wouldn't have jumped on that hard count, if they had a play called, or if they were going to back out and call, call a timeout, but, uh, or maybe even kick the field goal. But now you have a fourth down and two, and the offense stays on the field, much more manageable. Uh, maybe watch for the quarterback run game here a little bit. All right, twins to the right side. Huber, the H-back, is in the slot right. Studi is offset out of the pistol formation for Coster to the left. Fake it to Studi, back to pass, wide open is the tight end, Etchinson at the five, and he's going to be knocked down just short of the end zone at the one. <laughs> he wanted to make darn sure that he caught that football. Hey, listen, you've got Etchinson there. He, he delayed, delayed. That was a brand-new play this year. Rolled out to the right. He delayed, delayed, snuck out to left hand, He left side. He was all alone, had one guy. He was not going to jitterbug that guy. He put both, both arms around the football. Got tackled at the one-yard line. Really wanted that touchdown, but that's a well-designed play. And with the running clock, the third quarter is over. Carney a yard away from putting on another one. The Bearcats 35, Millard North nothing on Classic Hits. Summer is here. You know that. It's hot out. Now what are you going to do about it? There's no better way to cool off than on your very own boat from Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Kearney. No matter what you want to do, fish, ski, cruise, surf, wakeboard, Buzz's can match you up with the perfect boat. And with factory rebates along with easy financing, the perfect price. Already have a boat? Buzz's Pro Shop is bursting at the seams with fun new toys. Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer, 5th and Central Kearney. Or check them out online at buzzesmarine.com Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? 
Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. Another big game tonight. Uh, in the Metro, Omaha Burke leading West Side at last check as they were approaching halftime. 21 to 10 was the score there. Here it is Carney, 35 to nothing at Millard North. Of course, Buell Field is located at the high school of Millard South. This is KKPR FM, Carney Hastings, Grand Island, and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance. Doug Gudamani, Kratzenstein with you in the Carney Towing and Repair broadcast booth. We're here at Millard bringing you the play-by-play, and Carney Towing is on the road bringing your vehicle home if you get stranded on the side of the road. Make sure from heavy-duty towing to roadside assistance, Carney Towing and Repair can take care of you. When you need us, we'll be there. Carney now. On a yard away from what would have been the fourth touchdown pass for Cannon Coster tonight. See if they want to reward the fullback for all the yeoman's work or if they're going to hand the ball off to Studi here to, uh, looks like power eye. Full house backfield, three backs, Coster turns, hands it, Studi, right side, touchdown, Bearcats. He just followed Jorgensen and Parker Brush into the end zone for the touchdown. Yeah, that was power eye, ISO football, there was no doubt. Three-yard surge right there from the uh, offensive line. Uh, Millard North is uh, hanging their heads, and uh, running clock, Gabe Hines lined up, see if they can uh, hit 42 on him. Did you have the overs on this one? Man, uh, this is just really good football, and you hope Carney can uh, continue to put this uh, up the way that they have played it tonight. And They exploded. Their offense just exploded last, year, last week. Uh, they ran the ball all over the place tonight. Really, they've kind of thrown the ball all over the place. Hines yeah. lines up for the extra point. After the five points bank touchdown, and the kick is on the way, and it is good. Six for six tonight for Gabe Hines, 11.33 to go in the football game. It is Carney, 42, and Millard North nothing here on Classic Hits. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you well now the possibility of starting to see some other players on the field for Carney high uh, always want to be thinking ahead uh, the starters have done all they needed to do money yeah definitely this is a, this is the time where you get some of those young kids in the ball game um, you want to keep keep after a little bit but you're not going to do anything fancy I would would be interested to see on the defensive side of the football here if you're going to see how many substitutes you're going to see uh, they play a lot of linebackers I don't see too much too much of that. Uh, they already play a lot of kids, but we'll look at the front line, see if they get a few uh, substitutes in here. What have we got? 11.51 left in the game. It looks like uh, Miller North has actually put in about three or four different kids on their their uh, uh, kickoff team, too. So they're kind of scrambled around. So it's it's time when uh, lettering, time to get, to get some lettering points here for uh, some of the younger kids. Don't forget when we're done, it is the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show. We'll have the final stats and Analyzation of tonight's Carney High victory as they are going to go to a six and zero here at Buell Stadium, and a Millard North trying to find a way to 
I don't know. I don't want to say save their season, but uh, they are going to be two and four and go on the road for the next two. And now uh, those games, which you kind of thought Northeast Fremont, uh-oh, Miller North would be favored. Now their psyche's got to get up there for them to uh, have a chance to win those two games. Yeah, they they're 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 back to that one game at a time sort of mentality. They just got to win a game to get a little bit of confidence back. They're uh, they're they've been hanging their head on the sideline there for for quite some time and. Um, you know, just got to go back to work on Monday. But from Carney's perspective, uh, boy, what a what a what a great bus ride home it will be coming into Buell Stadium and uh, having a running clock like this. So we'll see if Gabe Hines can put the ball in the end zone again. He's been pretty consistent, deep in that uh, kicking that ball deep. Well, Miller North took it on the chin by the two state-rated teams, Omaha North 37-14, and then 49-16 to Millard West. But they won two of the next three and played Creighton prep to six points, so they had to feel confident coming in as the kick is taken at the 10. Up the numbers, 15-20, good cutback at the 30, and up to the 35-yard line is Jadis Ellis again. Pretty good return that time, but didn't you think, uh, and again, talking to Coach Petito, I thought he was a little more confident in the way this team had played the last three weeks. And again, a couple of them were not powerhouse teams, but... You get two wins and you play prep to six. You got to feel much better than you did the first two weeks. Fred's never going to be not not confident, no matter what he's he's dealing with. But there's no doubt who the better team was right from the very very beginning. And uh, if you're him, you see him doing a lot of coaching, a lot of his better kids talking to him, trying to get their heads up. Because uh, as you said, uh, they're in a situation that Miller North probably hasn't been in in a long long time. Football's supposed to be fun. Let's see if they can find a way to do it. Now, finally, back in the game, getting his first carry is Spencer Weber, and they pitch it to the wing back from the left to the right. He tries to turn up on the hash, and there's just not much there. As he gets out to about the 37-and-a-half-yard line, we'll be generous and say it's a three-yard game. Normal culprits there on defense. Tyler Atchison, once again, has had a tremendous game out there on the left defensive end spot. Uh, uh, made the tackle, Lee Harrington in there, and, of course, the linebackers. Hunter Novacek, I think, was in on that that play, too. Second down and seven at their own 38-yard line, 42 to nothing. Carney High running clock here in the fourth quarter. Motion this time to the left side. Quarterback Elwood, he's got to hold on it like some bread. A loaf of bread, he, he, he finds it back on his hip and turns up to the 40, maybe to the 41-yard line. We'll give him three more. It'll be third and four. 77 yards so far in the game for Cade Elwood. Little extracurriculars there a little bit. Looks like Thad Huber and number 42 for Miller North were exchanging pleasantries. I'm sure Thad wanted to know where's a good place to eat after the game, and the, he was probably, the, the Miller North kid was probably telling him. Noel was telling him where the bus was parked <laughs> so that they could leave as soon as possible. Thad might have told him what the score was, too. Uh, third and four now. Trips to the right side. Con to the left, the short side. Mick, the lone running back. There's that quarterback counter. That's been their money play. And Elwood was going to make that late pitch again. Carney actually bit on it. He's going to get five more yards out of the deal up to midfield. That's a nice run. A lot of that for only nine yards. But Kate Elwood showing some athleticism there before he's gang tackled. Yeah, they, they sucked Hunter in just a little bit there. Hunter Nocek on the outside was was coming pretty hard. He put the put the ball in the, in the belly of the quarterback and went around the outside. Got outside of him. He still had a pitch man, but uh, was running out of space, made a little fake pitch. And, again, I've said it before, uh, that Elwood kid is a tough, tough kid. So first down and 10 here for the Mustangs. They haven't played a whole lot of football in Kearney High territory, and they'll get to take a snap here. One man wide to the right. They will send the wingback Weber in motion. And the quarterback is going to get rid of the football to make the fullback straight up the middle. And he'll get about three to the 46. Uh, there's been no substitutions on defense for Carney High. 
same same guys that have been in the game. Of course, they they play several different linebackers: Josh Ray, Thad Huber, um, Will Jorgensen, a uh, lot of different guys. But the, the starting starting team is still out there. Noah Noel is the wing to the right. Spencer Weber, the wing to the left. And Noah Mick remains the fullback. Weber will go in motion left to right. They'll give it to Mick. Pretty good hole up the middle this time. He's got the first down of the Carney Bearcat 38-yard line. That'll be a gain of eight. Yep, uh, good job blocking by the left side of that Millard north line. Uh, Grant Kowalski was there, but uh, uh, their their tight end got in on him a little bit, and uh, linebacker didn't quite get over. So Millard North's got a little something going here on this drive, one of the first drives we've had it, uh, in the ball game, long drives we've had in the ball game. On first down and 10 at the 38-yard line of the Bearcats. Deepest penetration of the night for Millard North. Here's a backwards pass into the hands of Weber, and he will run it forward to the 34-yard line. Not a big gain on the play, really only about four and a half. Just and those a, are always the dangerous ones <laughs> when you throw them behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, just a little swing pass there. You can tell it right in our angle. It went about two yards backwards, but uh, it was caught and uh, moved forward. wasn't really well blocked. Carney swarmed to the, to, uh, the ball. Uh, but got about five yards out of it because they had a lot of open space. Still only four pass attempts in the game for Millard North. Seven and a half to go, 42 to nothing. Carney here in the fourth quarter, running clock, second half. Staying out of the basic wing tee. Right wing in motion to the wide side of the field. And the quarterback, Elwood's going to try and run option. He decides to cut it up the field. The right choice gets inside the 30, drags a couple of Bearcats down to the 26-yard line, and another first down. So, you got to like them gritting their teeth and moving up the field. Yeah, I think yeah, they can uh, be a little bit happy with this. This is what they were looking for the first two drives of the ball game. Um, you know, they're, they're riding, riding on the coattails of their, uh, their quarterback who's uh, ran very tough. They've had a couple of nice drives. One of them got stopped on a fourth down, and uh, the other one, of course, on a fumbled pitch. First and 10 at the Bearcat, 27-yard line. Weber in motion, the wing back. Elwood's going to follow him and run right into Will Jorgensen and the Bearcat defense. Got a yard. Also in on the tackle for Carney High was Dalen Sherwood. There's a new name for you, Dalen Sherwood in the ball game. Got a got a nice clean jersey and uh, got himself in on that play right away. Elwood trying to get to 100 yards, but the Bearcats have held him right now about 40 yards below his season average. I've got him unofficially at 94 yards on the night. Second down at nine. Miller North at the Carney 25-yard line. Wing in motion from right to left. And back to pass, Elwood goes down the field, and it is going to be knocked away. Good defensive play by the Bearcats, and we have called this name a couple of times. Davis Skiles back there, knocking it away from the intended receiver in Chris Cavazos, and that was right in his midst, too. I mean, uh, he had to strip that one away. Yeah, Davis did a nice job. The ball was thrown kind of out of line. If he would have put a little air underneath it over his shoulder, he probably would have had a better chance. Davis cut underneath it, had his, had his hands on the ball, and uh, Davis stripped it away from him. So now we have a third down and nine from the 25-yard line. Chris Cavazos is at the top of the formation as the only true wideout with both wings in there. Elwood may be changing the play at the line of scrimmage. Adjusts on the wing from right to left, pitching it around the left side. Short side here, getting a little room inside the 20, down to the 18. The ball might have been knocked out of the hands there of the running back, Noel, but I thought he was down. But they are I don't know. They, like didn't call, they, they didn't call it down. Will Jorgensen no. came up and put a lick on him as he was kind of going toward the backside. It looks like Isaiah Stalbert came up with the ball. Bearcats football. Third turnover of the night for the Miller North Mustangs. And again, anytime that they actually had something going, 
they have turned the football over. Well, that was a quick pitch, and we haven't really seen much quick pitch action out of there, and they got some yardage, but uh, uh, as, as the running back planted and kind of took off toward the inside a little bit after some yardage, Will Jorgensen, he was kind of stumbling just a little bit going down, as you mentioned, and Will put a put a hat right on the football. You saw a bunch of bunch of guys jumping up and down. You couldn't tell exactly where the ball was, but uh, Isaiah Stalberg came away from the pile with the ball, and uh, the shutout is intact for the uh, Bearcat defense. And we have a timeout on the field with 4.55 to go in the ball game. Carney 42, and the Mustangs of Miller North nothing. This timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney, taking care of you, specializing in you since 1994. When DuPont Pioneer says they're with you from the word go, what does that mean? It means packing a ton of people power, along with unmatched service and support, into high-performance hybrids. Sure, Pioneer Corn products feature high-performance trait packages, but it's your local team of professionals that helps place the right products in your field. Pioneer, with you from the word go. Your Ag Impact partners are Craig Weegis and Todd Travis. And now the Carney Rowdies that have made the trip <laughs> starting to make their uh, voice known because uh, things are cleared out drastically here for the Millard North side. And, of course, uh, it is a work day tomorrow. It's a little different than playing on Friday night. And, and Monty, maybe you can talk about this. When you have to go back on Friday, it's a whole lot different. Uh, you're going back into school uh, and, and, and seeing each other. And that doesn't happen very often. What's it going to be like tomorrow for Millard North? Well, for Miller North, they're kind of used to playing on Thursdays. The Miller team always plays on Thursdays, but they will have probably their regular walkthrough, and they will have to look at this film and try to see how they can get better. For Carney, they got the day off tomorrow, right? No, yep. no school, so all those rowdies across the way, they can uh, don't have to worry about getting home home late. Uh, they can they can uh, celebrate here till the very end, like they're doing. And Americans are going to bring in a whole bunch of new kids, and the uh, new quarterback is going to be Braden Miller. And before we can get the play run. We've got an illegal procedure called here on Carney. That is only their fourth penalty of the ball game. Only two have been whistled on Miller North. Looks like the JV offense, the second team offense is in the game. I uh, see Braden Miller at quarterback. Corey Kitt is running the ball. That looked like it was going to be a toss sweep. Uh, some of the other players in there, looks like it's Sestro in there. He's got a little cast on his hand. He looks like he's in the ball game at tight end. Uh, Charlie Poland's in there. Uh, feel free to mention any of those other guys sure who made that would. long bus trip. Sherwood's back in there. I think we just saw the same numbers uh, also in the ball game for Carney High. We'll run a few more of them down for you. Noah Limbach is in the in the ball game at wide out. First down and 10 now at the 15. Braden Miller, the quarterback, and tosses it out to Kit, trying to stretch it to the left side and nowhere to go, so he cuts it back up inside and Gets his way back to the line of scrimmage. A lot of running, but no gain. It'll be second down and 15. I get a kick out of some of these kids. They're getting some varsity action. They're so excited. Trey Rodriguez ran across. He was in motion. He was running across there like his hair's on fire. He was a, he was just a decoy, but he was giving it at everything he had. Going to sell it strong. Again, the running clock, four and a half to go. Carney High will be able to run a lot of time here at their own 15. Split out wide to the right side is Noah Bartlett. But I doubt we're going to see the ball in the air. <laughs> in fact, uh, the quarterback, Miller, is actually waiting for the five count. Now sets him down out of the eye, turns, hands it to Kitt, straight up the middle. No, it's uh, going to be another running back this time in Nick James. Names is going to spin forward for a couple to the 17. Yep, looks like uh, four or five, five guys coming in, five guys going out. So uh, they're letting everybody that made this long bus trip uh, get a little action. And what they do, the Bearcats, they'll run in 
a group of uh, JVs, and then they'll run in a group of sophomores, and then they'll just kind of keep doing that for every play uh, when the game is put away one way or the other. Third down and uh, 12 to go here for Carney High. Looks like we have a new running back in, in, the, in the ball game. And we'll get to tell you who it is here as soon as Miller hands it to him. Well, they're going to go with the fullback this time. Looks like number 45 in the ballgame gets his first carry, Matt Oliphant. So Oliphant carried the football for Carney High, and that'll bring up fourth down in a punting situation here for the Bearcats. A couple of yards for Matt. And I think Thor Thong was the eye back, the gentleman dotting the eye back there. So a lot of kids getting in, a lot of kids hopefully that we'll get to mention here over the next three minutes. Well, Carney High going to waste as much time as they can, and Looks like they might actually line up in a different formation like they're going to go for it. Yeah, Maybe take a delay a game. Fourth down at their own 19, and it's just a quick oh, kick. Oh, nice job. Nice and job, Braden Miller. Beautiful punt by Miller, and it's going to bounce at the 40, roll a little bit farther down to about the 30. Miller was lined up as the quarterback and then just pooched it down the field. How about that one? You want to give him 51? Yeah, that's a little old-skill football right there. Braden Miller with the punt. They, of course, Miller North didn't have anybody back. Uh, in the in the returner position and kicked it right over the head of the safety and got a good roll and uh, uh, well done. And uh, kickers uh, love that turf. Uh, <laughs> they and do. That, they got a good roll on it, but that's a 51-yard punt only the second time tonight that Carney has had to punt it. And now probably the last possession of the ball game once we get the running clock here for Millard North. First and 10 at their own 30-yard line, 42 to nothing. Carney High up 35 nothing at the half score four times in the second quarter. Wholesale defensive changes, and we've got a uh, little bit of confusion there on the defensive side. So Carney High is going to have to burn a, a timeout here. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney, taking care of you since 1994. Located where you need us, specializing in you, and the varsity offense is still out there for Millard North. 154 to go in the game, 42 to nothing. Carney will be right back. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Doug Duda, Monty Kratzenstein with you here from Buell Stadium. Our producer-engineer, Grace Clark, back at the studios. 154 to go in the game. Some new faces out there, Monty. Bo Sostad's in there. Noah Bartlett, uh, Gabe Hines in at safety. A whole lot of guys getting a little bit of time. We'll try to mention their names as we go along. Not a whole lot of time left. 154 left in the ballgame. Number one offense still in there with four wides. Kate Elwood, a little wide receiver screen. It is dropped, and they're going to say it was ahead of the line of scrimmage to Anwar Khan. And that's kind of the way the night is gone here for Millard North. Noel Limbach on the coverage there. He came out from his out defensive end, outside linebacker position. And also uh, right out there, ready to make the play, was uh, does that look like Trevor Trevor Payne playing a little defense out there? Or is that 56? Mixed with Josh Garls is playing defense there yep. on, uh, at the right tackle position. Second out and 10 for Millard North. Running clock is down to a minute 20 to go in the game. They'll send uh, Spencer in motion, Spencer Weber, but instead just go fullback dive, keeping it basic, I think. Coach Petito sees what's out there, his first against their seconds, and he's not doing anything crazy. Mick's going to pick up three. Yeah, and that was a tackle by uh, number 30 there. Uh, looks like uh, that's Nick James. Nick James with a little uh, double-leg takedown. <laughs> he knows how to do that. Third down and seven. 
for Millard North as we play out the string here at Buell Stadium. Send the right wing in motion. That's Noel, and the quarterback's going to keep it. Elwood makes the late pitch out here and gets it to Weber. Weber breaks a tackle, 45-50, might be in the secondary, and now it's a foot race. Cuts back 40, and that allows Carney High to make the tackle with Noah Limbaugh at the 38-yard line. I'll tell you something right now. There was no reason why that shouldn't have been a touchdown. He cut back two or three times, but a great job by the defense. There's five guys that were pursuing, uh, made that tackle after he made two cutbacks, preserving the shutout at least for one more play. Miller North hustling to the line, trying to get one more play off with 15 seconds to go. And Kate Elwood changing the play at the line of scrimmage. This should be the last play. He's going to keep it himself, left end, well blocked, 35-30, 25. But Carney's going to uh, get the shutout tonight. They do pick up 17 yards, but that is the last play of the game. And Carney High on the road tonight with a very impressive football performance both offensively and defensively the cats are 6 and 0 with a 42 to nothing win over Millard North and the small crowd not small but for traveling to Omaha on a Thursday it's not huge uh, they're making noise on the far side for the Carney High Bearcats 6 and 0 2 and 4 now for Millard North and uh, be interested to see how far up the rankings uh, there just hasn't been a whole lot of shakeup above Carney on uh, what they can get done here next week. And, of course, that doesn't matter. The confidence of the way they played in this game matters. Well, that was a good old-fashioned butt kick. That's what that was. And there was no doubt the physical, most physical team won, the most fundamentally sound team won, the team that had the most creativity on offense won, and there's no doubt about that. So I think Carney has to feel pretty good about themselves. But at the same time, they have to realize that this is not your typical Miller North team. This is a team that uh, that is going to take some lumps, and there's going to be some teams in the metro and around the state that are going to enjoy beating Millard North while they're down because it's been years and years of the other way around. But so now, if you're Carney, you know you can pat yourself on the back all the way back to Carney, and you can feel pretty good about it. But the but the bottom line is um, um, it's a good win, and now they got to get ready for next week. Yeah, we're going to say a big thanks uh, to Coach Fred Petito, Hall of Fame coach, class guy, uh, working with us every time that we. Uh, come down to do a Miller North football game. So thanks to Chad Zerman, the AD, and, of course, uh, Coach Petito and the folks here. We're going to take a break. When we come back, the New West postgame show, final stats, Bonnie's thoughts, and we'll get you out of here on Classic Hits. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how family physical therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Excellence in Rehabilitation is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Agriculture is a business where margins are everything, and profitability is determined by the weather, markets, regulations, politics, and everything in between. It's good to have a friend looking out for you. Buffalo County Farm Bureau has been that friend to farmers and ranchers, bringing them together to discuss challenges, identify solutions, and advocate on issues they've determined are critical to keeping current and future generations on the land. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau today and support Nebraska agriculture. With our producer engineer, Grace Clark, and Monty Kratzenstein, I'm Doug Duda. This is the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. 
Masoli in motion. They pitch it to him. It's behind him. It's on the ground. It's still on the ground. Carney's going to pick it up. Here comes Stalbert the other way. 30, 25, 20. Stalbert celebrates. Touchdown, Carney High. And that's what really blew this thing open, Monty, was the scoop and score when Miller North got their best field position, albeit Carney was up 21 to nothing. I said at the time we were uh, getting deep in the second half or first half. That score came with 3.23 to go. Miller North fumbled it at the 50-yard line. If they could have continued that drive, they got the ball to start the second half, and 21-0 could have possibly been 21-14. But from that moment on, Miller North, even though they came out with a strong drive to start, the, the third quarter and give the guys credit uh, to get them fired up. There were two or three times when they could have quit that they didn't, but uh, that kind of officially put the nail in, uh, final nail in today, and, and that happened in the first half at Buell. Absolutely. That first quarter, you know, Carney did everything they wanted to in that first drive. They, they took the kickoff. They moved all the way down the field with a variety of plays, and they punched that one in. Then they got a three and out. They got the ball back, scored again. It was just one of those things where everything they did early on worked really well. And, and there was obviously a plan. There was obviously an offensive script that was used. And uh, the, you know, for every pass play, there was great protection. There was great separation. There was a good throw and good catch. It seemed like that everything was just, just working. Some nights are like that. Uh, but, you're, but you're absolutely right. Miller North did have a chance, was moving the ball a little bit to answer and uh, all of a sudden on that scoop and that score from Isaiah Stalbert, who, in my opinion, tonight looked like the best best athlete on the field well, uh, that's, all the way around. That's who all of our friends down on the field, TV and newspaper, were around here. So uh, you know that they agreed with your assessment. Well, and it wasn't just, just defensively. He showed up defensively making the big play of the game. But offensively, early on in the game, when there were some third down plays they, that, that uh, Carney needed to make, uh, they'd run some little patterns to him. He was getting separation. He had the nice, nice uh, catch in the end zone for, for a touchdown. He just, he just did everything tonight. Uh, outstanding job from everybody involved with uh, Carney, and they've got to be really pleased with all aspects of the game. Well, who would have thought? We talked a lot about uh, running the football uh, in that uh, first. We want to say bye to our Omaha friends while we're on the air because uh, they always <laughs> take care of us here. But Tom and Howard have a good trip. Uh, they don't have to go very far. They get to stay here in town. But They've been we, doing that a long time. Oh, they? man. And, and we, we talked about all the ways that Carney was running it. I only have them running the ball 20 times tonight. And, again, they had so many big plays uh, that Miller North probably wins the time of possession, even though they got beat 42-0. And Carney had a couple of defensive plays, one for a touchdown, one that set up another touchdown. If they ran the ball 20 times, I would say they probably ran that out of about eight different formations. And they always ran motion. They always had a plan. They always had an idea of, of what Miller North was going to do. And then, you know, I always talk about running basic pet plays and then running a counter play to that pet play that looks a little bit like that but just a little bit different. And you saw a lot of that with the formations. They had certain formations they had. They had a plan. They knew Miller North was going to play some man-to-man, and, they, and Miller North ended up playing a lot of man-to-man. So the fullback out in the flat, sneaking that guy out there for big plays, that's – that's a that's a well orchestrated offensive game plan when you have so much diversity, but you have have certain plays that you know you're going to have an opportunity to have big plays running them. Well, let's go ahead and take a look at the uh, final stats of our ball game, and uh, we will start off here with uh, Millard North. I had Noah Mick, uh, their fullback, 17 carries, 60 yards. Uh, Noah Canall had uh, just the one carry and unfortunately fumbled that. After a five-yard gain, Spencer Weber, three carries, 36 yards. Jacob Lasoli, a one carry, negative one. He didn't even get his hand on the pitch. 
that was uh, outstretched that uh, Stalbert scooped and scored on, and Kate Elwood, the leading rusher, as he has been all season for Millard North, 22 carries, 111 yards. That's mm-hmm. about 30 yards below uh, his average. I had uh, Millard North for 44 carries, 211 yards. Kate Elwood, the quarterback, uh, in the first half, one of two for eight yards. In the second half, two of four for 17 yards. So uh, in the game, three of six, 25 yards through the air, 211 on the ground, 236 yards of a total offense for the Mustangs, resulting in 13 first downs. Uh, They had only two penalties for 15 yards. They punted it three times for an average of about 41 yards, but they had three lost fumbles in this football game uh, that didn't help them. Uh, If they'd had no lost fumbles, uh, Carney High was going to win this football game uh, the way it was played out. But the uh, Bearcats hold them to 236 yards of uh, total offense, and they got quite a bit of it really on that last drive uh, Mm -hmm. before they fumbled to the 20. You have to give a lot of credit to the Carney defense. We talked about the diversity of the offense, but defensively those guys up front really, really held their ground. You know, of course, we talk about Lee Lee Harrington all the time. Atchison, Tyler Atchison was outstanding tonight. Grant Kowalski held his own, had a sack there late. You know, our linebackers were flowing to, to the football. You saw Hunter Novacek around the football. You saw uh, Will Jorgensen, you know, big hit down here on the 20-yard line to pop a ball loose. And then, of course, defensively in the secondary, you know, watching that offense, they, didn't, they, they weren't a passing offense, but at the same time, when you're playing the secondary against an offense like that, you always have to be aware of play actions. So you have to do your job. You saw Davis Skiles uh, uh, when he was when he was – playing there you know he did his responsibility didn't hear anything about him didn't see anything about him and all of a sudden uh you get a guy in the secondary he strips the ball and goes the other direction so everybody doing their job and the one thing after watching uh carney high for for 18 years here is their defense is always going to be in position they are always so well coached and in good position now sometimes they don't always have the athletes to to pull that off against some of the elite talent but defensively, they're always in position. They especially were tonight. Well, the Bearcats uh, don't leave Buell Stadium uh, very often with uh, victories, but uh, not only do they do it, they do it impressively tonight. And here are the final numbers that I had. The leading rusher was Cannon Coster, seven carries, 61 yards, including a 30-yard touchdown run. Miko Mazner, who we didn't see in the second half, four carries for 35 yards. Matt Studi, three carries, 13 yards, and a touchdown. Corey Kent, one carry, zero yards. Matt Oliphant, one carry, two yards. Nick James, one carry, three yards. Will Jorgensen, three carries for four yards. I had Carney for 20 rushing attempts, 118 yards. Throwing the football in the first half, Canton Coster was 8 of 11, no interceptions, three touchdowns, 178 yards. In the second half, 2 of 4, no interceptions, no touchdowns, 34 yards. So for the game... Uh, 10 of 15, no picks, three touchdowns, 212 yards through the air, 118 on the ground. That's 330 yards of total offense for Carney. They managed 16 first downs, two punts. Uh, one of them was a 27-yarder that pinned him at the 15, and the other one was Braden Miller uh, rolling it out there 50 yards on their last possession. Uh, no turnovers for Carney. Uh, another game with no turnovers for Carney. We should point that out. Uh, they're going to have to be close to one of the leaders in Class A uh, for least turnovers uh, this season and four penalties for 30 yards uh, in the ball game. A lot of good numbers out of that. First of all, like you mentioned, the turnovers is a big, big deal. If you're going to win that turnover battle on the road, you're, you're going to win a lot of games. But the other number that stuck out to me was eight completions for 178 yards. Um, you know, that's just big plays. And a lot of them weren't necessarily thrown over the top. A lot of them were, as we mentioned, uh, well-designed plays where you get get uh, a guy one-on-one. Uh Protection was outstanding. Cannon never felt that it was under pressure. Uh, a couple times when he rolled out and there was nobody open, he tucked the ball and ran for you know two, three, four yards. Didn't take a chance. 
and throw the ball into tight coverage. And, you know, to take care of as, as good a defense as Carney High is playing right now, if they don't turn the ball over and they're able to uh, to continue to play that same defense, they're going to have a chance in a lot of games, most games they're going to play. Well, the Bearcats have to feel good, the fans do, and it'll be a great bus ride home for Kearney High. Let's take a look at our scoring wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. The Bearcats uh, took the ball to start the football game, got a good return, went 64 yards. Uh, most of it through Cannon Coster. He had all but one of the yards either running or throwing in a 21-yard pass play on third down to Isaiah Stallberg right on the hands. Hines makes the extra point kick 7 to nothing. The opening drive took less than three minutes, 9.08 to go in the first quarter, 7-0. Now that would be the score. Carney's only legitimate punt came on their second drive when they did make it into Millard North Territory. So every offensive drive except the last one with the reserves went either ended in Millard North Territory or went in for a score. Uh, Carney did score on the very first play of the second quarter, a 30-yard quarterback run by Cannon Coster, a designed quarterback draw, uh, completed the 75-yard drive, 11.51 to go in the second, and it's 14 to nothing after Hines uh, gets the kick. Then Millard North fumbled the kickoff, and uh, Lacelli was trying to score, scoop it up, and it ended up getting him tackled at the two-yard line. They put together a nice drive, only to see uh, a punt coming up, and Carney then turned it around with a 57-yard pass play from uh, Coster to Maisner again, right on the hands. 5:28 to go in the first half. It's 21 to nothing. Good return, gets the ball out to the 40, uh, marches it for a first down, and then we have the fumbled pitch. Isaiah Stalberg scoop and score from 50 yards out. The kick makes it 28 nothing with 3:23 to go, and then uh, that's when Davis Skiles gets the strip fumble again, right around midfield. It looked like. He just ran out of sidelines. He got bumped. He was losing his balance, and he made a nice return uh, from the 50 down to the 23. And uh, two pass plays later, Coster hits Jorgensen out of the backfield with 10 seconds to go before half, and it went from 21 nothing to 35 nothing in a heck of a hurry. In fact, Carney scored three touchdowns in the last five and a half minutes of the second half. That got us to the running clock. The only score was the first play of the fourth quarter. Studi took it in from one yard out to win it by a score of 42 to uh, nothing. I think the thing that surprised me the most, um, and and I thought I thought Carney would win this ball game. I thought that that they were the better team coming in here. But what surprised me was right away they established their physical dominance, um, being able to stuff the fullback time and time again. When Millard North always wants to establish their fullback, when early in the game, when when uh, Kate Elwood was running the quarterback follow and getting those yards, there's a lot of times. You know, you, you saw the game. We did the game last year, and uh, they would run basic fullback dive for four and a half, five, six yards whenever they wanted to. There was just physical dominance up front. Uh, tonight, There was, if there was some physical dominance, it was from the other side. Carney has to take a lot of pride in their ability to, to uh, be strong and uh, keep that running game contained. Now, having said that, um, let's, let's not get, over, over, get, get too overexcited about it because, again, as I've said all night long, this is not the typical Millard North team. But the bottom line is Carney High played really well. They're undefeated. They, they, they go in next week playing against a team that, once again, they should beat that has a pretty bad defense. And so they just got to keep it rolling, get better every week, which I think they have so far this season. Bearcats are home for the next two, and, and with another win and another win and another win, you're just getting – closer to playing a, a game or maybe two at home in the playoffs. And now you can start to think maybe a little bit big picture. We're going to wrap things up here on the New West post, post game show right after this. 
With all the buzz surrounding weed resistance and new technologies, are you having a hard time deciding on next year's soybean crop plan? At Aurora Cooperative, we have been evaluating all of your potential soybean management combinations and have solutions for your farm, including our very own A-brand Liberty Link soybeans. This locally tested brand of soybeans allows you to take control of your soybean yields, enjoy clean fields with safe application and approved in-crop chemistry. See an Aurora Cooperative sales agronomist to see if A-brand Liberty Link cropping system is the right fit for your fields. Aurora Cooperative, putting owner's equity to work. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. Another big game going on here in the Metro tonight, Omaha Burke and uh, West Side tonight, and uh, it's went from 21-10 to 21-18, Monty, and I know a lot of folks are interested in that one. That's a good football game. West Side's really, really strong team. Uh, Burke has some great skill players. Um, that's an interesting game because Omaha Burke is rated number one, and then the in the polls or in the rankings right now, they've got a real tough schedule. They're one of those teams that could drop down seed-wise and and play a team like. Uh, Carney or play a team, come out west and play a team in the second round if, if they aren't careful. So uh, they're a team to watch. Columbus Scotus going into the fourth quarter leads Lakeview by a score of 27 to uh, 17. So there's another score for you uh, from around the state of Nebraska on our Simonson Agency scoreboard. Your farmer's insurance agent in Kearney having you covered for home life and auto insurance. See them in Kearney in the strip mall just west of Apple Market. Uh, I see a headline here that'll interest you two golfers. It's the Web.com Tour Championship. Nate Lashley, two under, mm-hmm. but Sam Saunders uh, shoots a 59 today. Of course, Arnold Palmer's grandson. I, th- of course, you, you yeah, say it like I should know that. 59. Yeah. I think I shot a 59 once, but then yeah. I had about four more holes left to play. <laughs> well, folks, that's gonna uh, wrap things up from here. We want to remind you we've got a lot of football tomorrow. ESPN 1460, Carney Catholic out at Mitchell. Just to refresh you, that is west of Scotts Bluff and still in the state of Nebraska. Uh, Mitchell's 3-2. and two. They had a double overtime loss to an undefeated team uh, from Wyoming, and then they got beat by Gordon Rushville last week uh, for Kearney Catholic. They are 4-1. and one. They're only lost by a touchdown to Garden Plain, Kansas, who is still uh, undefeated on the season. Pre-game at 6, kickoff at 6.30. Uh, then also tomorrow night, uh, our high school football games on ESPN 1550. It'll be uh, Grand Island Central Catholic hosting Adams Central, 1230 KHAS. Donovan Trumbull is at Hastings St. Cecilia. And here on Classic Hits 98.9, it will be Shelton at Axtell. Pre-game at 630, kickoff at 7 o'clock. Monty, anything before they blow us out of here? Doug, when they, when they bring the leaf blowers out, that probably means that we've said about all we need to say. The outstanding game. Beautiful night here at Buell Stadium. It was great to be back here and great to see a Kearney High win. Well, thanks for the help tonight. I had a blast. Do it again sometime. The Gothenburg Swede, the former Husker, Monty Kratzenstein. And for our producer-engineer, Grace Clark, I'm Doug Duda. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show, certified and fellowship-trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. I'm headed to Mitchell. See you tomorrow on ESPN 1460 as they take on Kearney Catholic at 6 o'clock. And again, the final score here, 35-0 at the half. Carney High and the running clock wins it by a score of 42 to nothing at Millard North. This is Doug Duda from Buell Stadium. Good night, everyone.
The proceeding has been a KKPR Sports production, brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at kkpr.com.